We are back in business. Uh, this is the first podcast from our very own podcast studio. Uh, we are in the RU Entertain Studios. That feels kind of cool to say. Yeah, absolutely. Feels pretty cool. I'm Trey Alessio, the Don of Entertainment, alongside the Consigliere, Brandon Ogden. How you doing? I'm wonderful. How, How are you liking you? the new setup? I like it a lot. It feels very homely. Yes, it does. Very homely. I feel comfortable. Feel comfortable. Feel we like get, feel like I need a beer. You, or you, ha, you have a you have a normal chair this week. I do. I don't have to like fall yeah. and then stand. So exactly. It's a, exactly. It's a good thing. Yes. All right. So uh, this is your ultimate source for music, movies, TV, and sports. As you know, as always, subscribe to our channels. Follow us on social media and tell your friends. 2018 is right around the corner. It's going to be a big year for us. We want you to hop on the bandwagon. We have a shit ton to talk about today, so we won't won't waste any more time on the pleasantries so let's get right into it um today for the draft dog segment we are going to do star wars characters in honor of the last jedi coming out it's going to be a very yeah it's contentious oh we're breaking we're breaking it down like crazy i mean the whole fucking document is uh pretty much star wars so it's going to be fun but uh first we're going to talk a little bit because this is a big deal i think it's worthy of talking about um the first thing we're going to do movies and TV is the uh, Disney-Fox merger. Um, it's, a, it's a big deal, um, so we gotta, we got to talk about it a little bit. I put on here a statement, the official statement from Disney. Um, I guess I don't have to read the whole thing, but I'll kind of flush through it a little bit. Uh, so the Walt Disney Company and 21st Century Fox today announced that they have entered into a definitive agreement for Disney to acquire 21st Century Fox including the 20th Century Fox Film and Television Studios, along with cable and international TV businesses, for approximately $52.4 billion in stock, subject to adjustment. Building on Disney's commitment to deliver the highest quality branded entertainment, the acquisition of these complementary assets would allow Disney to create more appealing content, Build more direct relationships with consumers, blah, 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 blah. You don't really care about that. The acquisition, um, 21st Century Fox will separate the Fox Broadcasting Network and stations, Fox News Channel, Fox Business Network, FS1, FS2, and Big Ten Network. In a newly listed into a newly listed company that will be spun off into its shareholders. Then it goes on to mumble jumble about uh, numbers and terms. Uh, but really, what you care about is uh, what kind of franchises they they picked up. So combining with Disney are 21st Century Fox's critically acclaimed film production businesses, including 21st Century Fox, Fox Searchlight Pictures and Fox 2000, which together offer diverse and compelling storytelling businesses and are the homes of Avatar, X-Men, Fantastic Four, and Deadpool, as well as the Grand Budapest Hotel, Hidden Figures, Gone Girl, The Shape of Water, and The Martian, and its story television creative units, 21st, 20th Century Fox Television, FX Productions, and FX21, which have brought The Americans, This Is Us, Modern Family, The Simpsons, and so many more hit TV series to viewers across the globe. Disney will also acquire FS. FX Networks, National Geographic Partners, Fox Sports Regional Networks, Fox Networks Group International, Star India, and Fox's interests in Hulu, Sky Place, Tata Sky, and some Mexican company. <laughs> uh, so they they acquired a lot. So 
I kind of want to break it down. Uh, Disney CEO, if, if you're a, a superhero movie guy, which we both are, uh, that's really the compelling thing here. The kind of Marvel and how Disney will take on these uh, characters that Fox owned. So Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, already confirmed that X-Men, Fantastic Four, and Deadpool will eventually join the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's a big deal. Uh, it's kind of cool if you're a superhero movie fan. Um, on the other hand, I guess from a business standpoint, one could maybe think that it might look like a monopoly. So I kind of want to talk about both of those things. Uh, do you like this deal? Do you like the potential it brings for movies? We can talk about that aspect first, I guess. Right. It, it's interesting, and I also want to talk about it from a sports aspect as well. Okay. Um, but we can talk about that in a little bit later. It, it's a lot to digest. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I haven't um, dove in quite as deep. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot going on right now, so that hasn't been at the forefront, but uh, it, it, it's potentially a huge deal. Um, a while ago, I talked about... Um, I believe it was the Sinclair Networks um, owning like a huge por portion and buying a huge portion of local news channels. Okay. Um, and that's a largely conservative company. Okay. Um, and how that affects people who just get their local news. And, yeah. And I'm against really any type of monopoly oh, yeah. or, or um, you know, owning a huge portion of something like that mm -hmm. um, because information should be free. It, it should be um, – it, it should be given – at a nonpartisan level, definitely uh, amongst other things. So it's interesting. Um, obviously, you know, Fox News isn't going anywhere. FS1 isn't going anywhere. So yeah. the big ones they kept, um, which makes sense as far as television goes. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Movie-wise, it sets up a lot of things. I think some of it's a little overblown um, just because X-Men aren't that – I mean, there's an audience, I think, just for X-Men. Yeah, there's a niche audience. Right. I, they're popular. Right. I think that's fair to say. I guess Fantastic Four would be – That would be the one they have to kind of reboot and yeah. rebuild a little and bit. And that one, I feel like it's been rebooted and rebuilt yeah. so many times and it just hasn't worked yet. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Maybe Disney can, can get that right. And if so, yeah. that's a big steal. Um, the Simpsons is that's a, that's a huge big. deal. Um, and it, what what I'm curious to see is how how it's shaped under Disney, how it yeah. changes. Well, that's more that, so than that's what I else. that's what I am like wondering. I, I, do, do they change at all? Right. I mean, it's I think, still it's I still going to be the show that right. I it was certain things like The Simpsons. You don't touch. You know, you can't mess that up because um, so many people have loved and, and adore that show. Yeah, that you have to be smart to not. Just be like, okay, we're gonna take over. Sure. So I think I think there's certain, th you know, Fantastic Four. That's something you can say hasn't worked. Let's put our touches on this. Yeah. So I think Disney has to be very cognizant of what they're getting really involved in and yeah. deep diving into. Versus, okay, this is working. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can look for little things to tweak and improve. Yeah. But for the most part, let's leave that be. It's kind of like coaching like sometimes the best coaching is not coaching at right. all like letting it be right is that right right and I some, mean, like sometimes it's you gotta trust your assistants yeah. to do your job man. yeah and 
If you acquire the people that have been working on The Simpsons, trust them to do their job. Mm -hmm. Worry about the other aspects. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, Obviously, more and more details will come out. Uh Obviously, we'll see how this shapes um, the entertainment industry as a whole going forward. Um, So a lot's to be desired right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's definitely something to keep your eye out on for for the future, for sure. Definitely. I think another one that is very intriguing to see how Disney will shape it is definitely Deadpool. Right. Because that's the rated R movie that blew up. It it proved that there is an audience and uh, a niche for rated R superhero movies. Um, I think they have come out and said that they're going to keep Deadpool rated R. Uh, they're going to let him do his thing, which is, I think that's the best thing. I, right. I, I and You I, can't have Deadpool if it's not rated R. It did, listen, Disney is a really well... Well, machine. well, oil machine. Yeah, they yeah. know what they're doing. And, and one thing, like I, I think about, is as Star Wars fans, and this is going to be a very Star Wars podcast. Is mm-hmm. the, now the last two Star Wars movies we've seen have been very dark. Yeah. Um. So I think Star, or not just Star Wars, but I think Disney is seeing. Um. You know, it doesn't always have to be fairy tale romanticizing. For sure. It can be deep. It oh, can hell be yeah. dark. Uh, Definitely. It can be a little violent and it can have some cuss words. I, I think they realize there's more than one audience mm-hmm. and it's not a one size fits all. Speaking of cuss words, there were some cuss words in this uh, Star Wars. There was. I didn't hate it. I, I don't hate yeah. it. Um, okay, so. I would, can I talk about from a sports aspect what I yeah, think really interesting? Yeah, for sure. So they acquired the Fox Sports like regionals. Uh-huh. So for like us, it's Fox Sports Midwest. Yeah. Uh, but according to this, it's Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2, right? No, FS1 and FS2 are going to stay with Fox. Oh, okay. But so that's acquired, what they mean when it's separate. Okay, right. okay, okay. Right. So so they got – so like Fox Sports Midwest carries every single St. Louis Cardinals game. Okay. Every single St. Louis Blues game. I think this is huge. Mm-hmm. I think these regional markets for different like sports and stuff like that is a really good get for Disney. Um, obviously, I think it's all it's well documented. Like ESPN's ratings are going down. Yeah. This is a good way to increase viewership uh, without having to, you know, change a whole lot just by acquiring this. So, you know, baseball is a very regional sport. Obviously, they carry baseball on ESPN, Mm -hmm. but you only get one or two games a week. So you're not going to get a huge viewership Mm -hmm. on those. But from a regional aspect, being able to say, okay, uh, we're Midwest, we have every single Cardinals game. Mm-hmm. Now you get to watch every single Cardinals game under our broadcast. I think that has the potential to do really huge things and really kind of increase their viewership mm-hmm. and, and get more eyes on the set. So I think that is a very interesting aspect as far as like sports is concerned sure. for Disney here. Let me ask you this. So do you think that – those channels are going to mesh into like ESPN or are they going to be their see, own thing That's or what I'm curious to see because they're surely I would be surprised if they keep them as Fox Sports Midwest yeah. um, but I don't know if they want to put the ESPN brand on it or not exactly or just put um, come up with kind a of a totally new, new thing yeah yeah uh, but whatever they do they have to they have to be smart and keep it regional don't yeah. just be like ESPN Plus and exactly you know, ESPN them, eight the Ocho right give them weird titles uh, like ESPN Midwest would would work I sure. think um, so I don't know the branding mm-hmm. of that's going to be intriguing uh, they're going to have to work hard on it because I think if you just throw plain ESPN numbers and oh, yeah. ESPN stuff on it uh, might not It'll have the fail. success that yeah you know I think some of these Fox Sports 
regions. This deal goes a lot deeper than just movies right. and TV. And that's a, like it, you said. It's almost so hard to comprehend all of it. Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of, uh, before I rush to judgment on everything, mm-hmm. I kind of want to just, I want to get more as to Let what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I, I hate to go back full circle on the movie aspect, but is there a movie franchise that you're really excited that, they're under the Disney brand and have the potential to join a Marvel universe or on the other hand, are you skeptical of any? Uh, I would say the skepticism comes with fantastic four. Right, Is that fair to say? I would say the skeptic skepticism comes there, but also excitement comes there because yeah. they could re you know, put some energy into fantastic four and maybe it doesn't join, uh, you know, like the Avengers, Yeah, but maybe, maybe they put that, that, Marvel touch on it that's had so much success in everything they've done that maybe they're the ones that can revive it. And and I think that would be good. So here's the weird part though, because the last reboot that they did had an all-star cast. It was all-star. I didn't even see the movie. I heard it was trash. I heard that the director did it. And then I think he may have got fired and then they reshot some of it and they kept the first half and just put on the ending with the new director and it just totally looks split and it was bad. I didn't see it. So I can't really say for myself, Right, but it's, it's kind of, do they keep that cast? Do they, you don't think so? I think you blow it up. And honestly, what Marvel I think has done better than anybody else. Well, I mean, compared to DC basically is they don't always have to have the superstar. Sure. Right. So like Spider-Man. Yeah. No one really knew. He's a superstar now right. because he's super right. or Spider-Man. Right. But yeah. Um, even Black Panther. Yeah. I mean, he's been in some good movies, but uh-huh. I wouldn't say he's a superstar. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Great actor if you've seen him in other stuff. Yeah. But again, not a superstar. Not an so A-lister. Sometimes, sometimes they take these guys that are on the cusp. Sure. And they see that and they're able to put them over the top. Yeah. So I, I, I think you don't have to just sell out for a huge cast. For like a Fantastic Four or mm-hmm. even an X Men, um, but I, I so I I'm I'm curious to see how Marvel does it because I think they can do it right. I I think you're right. Um, it's it's gonna be crazy. It'll be fun to watch. Um, don't don't go deep diving into it. You know, be I don't want to say be skeptical right. about it, but let's not make this you know, a monopoly that takes over the world and takes over all of movies. And let's kind of what what's the uh, what's wait the Wait and see. Yeah. All right. Um, this is kind of just a quick little tidbit, but I think you're an office guy, so I Huge wanted to talk fan. about this. Uh, the Office is in early talks to to making a comeback at M- NBC for uh, late 2018 release date. Uh, reports are saying that it m- will more than likely be without Steve Carell. Uh, does this interest you? I'm concerned. Because it's without Steve Carell, no, or just no? Overall? Honestly, I love Steve Carell, and he, Michael Scott's one of the greatest TV characters ever. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, especially in a comedy. But I would argue with you that the writing and everything else that went into the office after he left got better, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Was right? he was he not in it in the whole last season? Last two seasons. Last I two believe. seasons. Okay, and that makes sense, right? Yeah. Every time you do something, you're going to get better as you do it. Oh, so yeah. the last two seasons, I thought were unbelievably written. Um, and just the casting, everything they did was perfect. Mm-hmm. I thought the ending to how the op- let me start the end of off of the office, the last few episodes was done so perfectly. Okay, that I'm scared. How do you bring it back? How sure. does it have that same, uh, you know, 
feeling, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. it, like it left off on. So it's not a huge deal if they don't bring Steve Carell back, but if you don't bring Jim Pam and Dwight back, there's no point. Yeah. And then it gets hard because that cast was so great and each person filled their role so well that it's hard to imagine the office if you don't like a new involve cast. those yeah. people. So they could bring this back and it could be a huge success or they could bring it back and it would be a huge failure. Sure. Um, and I don't see it going anywhere in between. Okay. So they have to be very careful. So I'm very skeptical of it. Okay. You know, off face value. So I, I, th- I honestly think that uh, the success that Will and Grace has gotten, yeah. uh, that has been, I don't know how long it's been gone, right. but it, it's nominated for a Golden Globe. Right, and think about Will and Grace, though. They brought back the four main people. That's true. That's so true. they brought everybody back, and uh, it's a little easier for them because it's only four main characters, yeah. whereas The Office, we got nine seasons of the same exact true. characters. I mean, that's one of the few long-running season or uh, episodes where we really didn't lose anybody. Yeah. We did lose Steve Carell, but again, for two seasons, mm-hmm. uh, and everybody else was kind of be able to pick it up It wasn't Will Ferrell in it for a little bit? Yeah, he was like his repl- – he was Michael okay. Scott's replacement for a couple episodes. Oh, a couple episodes. Okay. Yeah, so. See, I haven't, I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't seen oh, every episode. I've right. I've heard great things. I've seen episodes here and there, right. and they're hilarious, but I haven't seen it from yeah. beginning to end, which I – I will, I need to. Yeah, but. you do. And it's, it's hilarious. I yeah. have all the seasons. So. You have all the seasons? Hit me up, dog. There we go. All right, uh, moving on. The Golden Globe nominations came out, and uh, we're big movie buffs. Uh, I, I really would like to – these are kind of – a lot of these movies that come up for awards – they're kind of artsy fartsy type right. movies. Usually, the Golden Globes not as much. Not though. as much. You're right. You're right. But I really would like to go see these artsy fartsy movies yeah. at a local theater yes, or something. We'll review. Yeah, that'd be and really then fun. We can give our own little. We should do our own award show. That'd be. That would be cool. That would be cool. Um. Yeah. Honestly, I have an idea, and I'm gonna just kind of talk out loud and think out loud. But uh, have you ever heard of like Movie Pass? Yeah. Special plug for Movie Pass. Yeah. If they want to sponsor, you know, yeah. we're here. Uh, I think it be kind of cool if we maybe both got movie pass next year and just fucking went to a shit ton of movies and then at the end of the year we'd be able to do an awards because oh, yeah. it's hard to do awards with like yeah. movies because movies you kind of have to see everything in yeah. order to put out a top right. 10 with with music it's easy because i listen to music every week right. all the time but movies it's kind of hard because you just don't it's go a lot to of time every movie. Right, yeah. yeah but if we had the movie pass then we could go every no other excuses, week yeah. or once a month you know so, we got to do it for the fans. Do it for the fans, yes. Uh, we're going to kind of break down these Golden Globe nominations, maybe make some predictions. We're not going to spend a ton of time on it because we have a lot of time for Star Wars, but uh, we'll kind of fly through this one. So, uh, And I'm going to butcher these names. Uh, I apologize. It is what it is. Uh, the best picture for a drama, Call Me By Your Name, Dunkirk, The Post, the Shape of Water, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, yeah. This is always my beef with the Golden Globes. Like half these movies haven't come out. Yeah, you you are right. So they've made their kind of run at the film festivals, right? But they haven't had the wide right. release, which is annoying, right? Yeah. Um, the Shape of Water, I've heard, is amazing. Same. I really want to see that. Three billboards, I've heard, is very good. Oh, I can't wait to see the that. The Post has a great cast. It has Tom Streep. Hanks and Meryl Streep. Yep. Um, I'm great. pretty sure it's a like true a great story. story. It is. Yep. Yeah. Dunkirk we saw, which is very good. Very good. Um, I honestly have not even heard of Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, that doesn't sound familiar. Um, let's. I, we can wait, hold off on predictions yeah. since we haven't really seen them, uh, but we can kind of talk about it if we want. Okay, so best, best picture for a musical or comedy 
uh, the Disaster Artist with the Franco Boys. I think this looks hilarious. I'd love to see it. Uh, Get Out, which is kind of compelling because it's not really a comedy. And uh, Jordan yeah. Peele made a comment about it. He's like, Get Out is a documentary, which I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that should have been in the drama. Yeah, I don't get that. Do you think that they allowed it to be a comedy because they wanted it to be up for awards and they didn't think they'd get it? If it were under drama, is that why? Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Um, so you got Get Out, The Greatest Showman, which you said you want to see, right? Yes, I do want to see So that. it's about like the, um, circus. the circus, right? Yep. The the creation of the circus. It's a musical, but it, it has a good cast, so yeah. I, it could be cool. Uh, I, Tanya, which I definitely want to see. I think we need to see that one. What's that one? That's uh, with Margot Robbie. It's the oh, Tanya yeah, Harding yeah, story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I saw on the trailer, it, it said, some review called it The Goodfellas of Ice Skating. Yeah, it does look interesting. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. And then Lady Bird, which I heard is, uh, it got like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know nothing about the movie other than it got good reviews. Uh, so a best performance for an actor in a drama. Uh, Timothy Chamalet uh, in Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis, which is his last film. I didn't even know he was making one. Yeah, I, so he made a film. Uh, it's called The Fa- Phantom Thread. Tom Hanks in The Post. Gary Oldman in The Darkest Hour. Denzel Washington in Roman J. Israel Esquire. And, uh, yeah, who... I don't even. I'm very. I don't even curious. know. I really want to see Darkest Hour with Gary Oldman. I have heard good things about this one as well. Uh, that he looks just in the like commercials and previews. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he looks like a badass Winston Churchill. So I'm very. Oh, excited. that's what it's about. Yeah, he's I didn't Winston, even know that. Yeah, he's Winston Churchill okay. in that. Yeah, that'd be interesting then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Best performance for an actress in a drama. Jessica Chastain in Molly's Game, which I've seen uh, previous for, and it looks really dope. It's kind of about gambling and corruption. That's my type of shit. So uh, that one looks interesting. Sally Hawkins in The Shape of Water. Frances McDormand in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Meryl Streep in The Post. Michelle Williams in All the Money in the World. That's one I really want to see. I think that honestly might be the next movie I want to see. If you're down, we we can definitely go do an unfiltered on that one. but yeah, that that looks really good. Uh, best performance by an actor in a comedy and or musical. Steve Carell in Battle of the Sexes. Ansel Elgort in Baby Driver, which we saw. Very good movie. James Franco in The Disaster Artist. Hugh Jackman in The Greatest Showman. And Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out. That one honestly might be the most stacked category. Yeah, that's a very category. stacked field. Um, a lot of big names there. A lot of good movies. Uh, best performance by an actress in a comedy and or musical. Judy Dench in Victoria and Abdul. Never heard of that movie. Never heard of her. Sorry. Uh, Helen Mirren, The Leisure Seeker. Margot Robbie and I, Tanya. I think she probably takes the cake on this one. Um, I'm not even going to try her name. Sarah Zizé, Rowan, Lady Bird, Emma Stone in Battle of the Sexes. I haven't Anything even heard there? Of Battle of the Sexes. Have you? So it's a it's the story about uh, it's Steve Carell and Emma Stone, right. and it's about uh, uh, what's the Billy King? Is it Billy Jean King? Billy Jean King. Yeah, okay. and that apparently oh, this McElroy. one. Yeah, well, apparently this guy. I don't know if it's McElroy, but some guy challenged or McEnroe. Sorry, I don't. I don't. I don't know who it is, but some some guy challenged Billy Jean King to a tennis match because he said men are the superior, you know, sex, and they Bobby he Riggs. would Bobby Riggs. Yeah, and they uh, he he claimed like he would beat her easily um i don't know the outcome of that um i'd like to see the movie honestly but uh it's getting some love at the golden globe so it has to be a pretty good movie um 
Now getting into a little bit of TV, best TV series for a drama, The Crown. Uh, that's a Netflix show. You said you watched it, right? No. No, my, your parents, parents watched it. Okay, okay. And they say it's good? Yes, they're big fans. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but, I mean, it's been in the awards for the past few years, and so it has to be good. Uh, Game of Thrones, Hand, The Handmaid's Tale, Stranger Things, and This Is Us. Pretty stacked category there. Yeah. Uh, I'd be surprised if Game of Thrones doesn't win. Is that a hot yeah, take? I mean, or? I would, I, it seems like they win everything. Yeah. All right, best TV series, comedy, or musical Blackish, The Marvelous Mrs. Meisel, uh, Master of None, Smilf, and Will and Grace. Like we uh, we talked yep. about that a little bit earlier. It's nominated for a Golden Globe. Pretty cool there. Um, I don't really have a pick on this one. I don't really. Seems know. like Blackish is in this every year. Yeah, and it seems like Master of None starting to get a lot of recognition the yeah. last year. Or two. I don't know if they've won though. That's the thing. They've been nominated Black-ish, a bunch. I know. Blackish, I know she's. I know won. the actress won. Yeah, yeah. she's won, and I, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they've ever actually I don't know. won it. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Best performance by an actor in a TV drama. The. Ozark with Jason Bateman. My dad watched this and he loved it. Um, I need to I've check only, it out. The people that I've heard watch it just adore it. Love so, it. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check that one out. Uh, Sterling K. Brown and This Is Us. I believe he won last year. He's up again. Freddie Highmore and The Good Doctor. Bob Odenkirk and Better Call Saul. Live Schreiber, Leave Schreiber, and Ray Donovan. Uh, if I had Showtime, that would be the show that I watch. Yeah, I think so too. Um, the show looks awesome. I think it's about gambling and fixing games and stuff like that. Right up my alley, the corrupt shit. Uh, but yeah, that one kind of stacked too. A lot of big names, a lot of big shows there. Uh, we'll keep going. Best performance by an actress in a TV drama. Oh, Jesus Christ, these names. What You give it a crack. Okay. <laughs> Kate Riona Balfi. Kate Riona Balfi. That sounds. That looks good to me. Uh, that's the Outlander, Claire Foy in The Crown, Maggie Gyllenhaal in The Deuce. Watch that show. Love that show. It's on HBO. Go check it out. It's about the transition from uh, porn, porn to no tr- prostitution to porn. Very good show. Very compelling. Uh, the uh, James Franco is outstanding in that. Mag- Maggie Gyllenhaal is good too. Uh, Catherine Langford in Thirteen Reasons Why, very controversial show when it came out. I think it's about the suicide and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, it's on Netflix. And then Elizabeth Moss in The Handmaid's Tale. I believe she won last year. It was either yeah, her or Claire while, Foy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, moving forward, and I, I want to get to uh, Star Wars here, so we're kind of flying through this. Um, best performance by an actor in a TV comedy and/or musical: Anthony Anderson in Blackish, Aziz Ansario in Master of None, Kevin Bacon, which I didn't even know he was doing a damn show. That's hilarious. And I love Dick. Yeah, you do. <laughs> What's that even on? I've never even heard of that show. That's hilarious. Uh, William William H Macy and Shameless. Uh, I think he's up for it almost every year. Um, that show gets a lot of love. Seems like this whole category is. It's always the same kind of Kevin yeah. Bacon's probably new. But. Yeah, he loves Dick. Yeah, uh, so and then and then Eric uh, McCormick, McCormick and Will and Grace. Um, and then we got our final category: best performance by an actress in a TV comedy and or musical. Pamela Adn- Adlin in Better Things. Allison Brie in Glow. Rachel Broshanahana. <laughs> I can't pronounce names. I won't lie. Uh, yeah, that's the marvelous Mrs. Meisel. And Issa Rae. Issa Rae. She's actually really good. Um, 
uh, she's in Insecure. That's a show on HBO. I haven't watched it, but um, it has been announced that she's bringing two or three more shows to HBO. So they're backing her, and that's that's pretty cool to see. And then Frankie Shaw and Smilf. Um, one more thing I'd like to point out I didn't put on here. Christopher Plummer, the guy who replaced Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey in All the Money in the World, is up for a uh, supporting nod. It was shot in only nine days, yeah. so that's incredible. It'll be crazy to see how that works, um, but yeah. So, any any takes on the Golden Globes? No, I'm ready to get to Star Wars. You're ready dog. to get to Star Wars. All right, uh, it is time. We're gonna break down Star Wars. Spoiler alert! Spoiler. Alert. We're gonna spoil this. We're gonna break it down. So, if yes. you haven't seen it, uh, fast forward and uh, yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna spoil the shit out of this, and you're gonna be pissed. So uh, turn it off right now or fast forward, preferably fast forward because we want you to continue listening. We are going to do it. it. Go see Star Wars and listen to it. There you go. There you go. That's a good idea. All right. uh, I'm going to leave the the first questions I put on here kind of towards the end. We'll break it down and then we'll talk about likes and dislikes. Let's let's start here. Let's start here? Yeah. Okay. Let me lead the conversation. All right. You lead it. We've both seen it twice. Yes. We've both seen it twice. The first time we went on opening night together. Yes. Not a date. Ooh, not a day. Kind of though. Um, and I think we had mixed reactions. Yes, I think mine. I felt a little bit stronger in one sense, and you a little bit. You leaned a little bit other way. Okay. So let's talk about that first. Yes. Our initial reaction. Initial reaction after the movie. That's a good. That's a good start. So honestly, I don't want to say I was disappointed, but I definitely was hoping honestly leaving the movie i was like okay it was more shock and awe jaw dropping in the force awakens than the last jedi that was my initial take you know it kind of felt like we got more questions than questions answered um i kind of felt like some big what should have been in my mind big moments were kind of throwaway items um i thought there were potentially some plot holes there were kind of some whack parts we'll get to that uh but it it sounds like i'm trashing the movie i did like it i didn't think it was as good as force awakens and i don't know after seeing it again if it is but i will say the second time seeing it i definitely liked it a lot better i picked up on some things but that was my initial reaction um a little bit above average <laughs> i hate saying that yeah, it hurts no, it hurts yeah. that was my initial reaction though and yours was a little bit kinder than mine yeah i left there disappointment was probably the right word for me i, see, was, I didn't even know you felt that strongly after the first yeah, watch see i just first off and we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more but there were three we'll have a unfiltered cinematics too is that yeah that's fine okay there were three scenes that i really uh didn't enjoy it. Didn't like it at yeah. all. Uh, thought we're dumb. Thought we're bad. One of them was laugh out loud funny. Again, we'll talk about this more. <laughs> this is just the instant reaction. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, thought um, the story going forward was in some trouble. Definitely. Um, thought, Maybe not trouble, but just questionable. Like, yeah. it's so weird. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, we'll talk about We'll talk, we'll we'll talk. talk all about this. Um, thought... We ha- left there with some really empty characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my final thought was, if they're going to make this work, I think we need a fourth movie. Yeah. Possibly a fifth. <laughs> exactly. Um, so now let's talk about it a little bit. Yes. 
let's can we start with the we LOL? can start with whatever let's, we want. let's start with the lol scene okay in, there's a in my a very days apparent. in star wars okay let me let me and it's not lol this. like it's actually funny it's like lol like uh ouch there, right there is <laughs> in every star wars movie there's a corny joke or yeah. there's you know especially in the original trilogy there's just some bad writing yeah happens Right, you expect watching it now that like special effects back then isn't going to be great. There's no. going to be some weird things that happen. You just kind of have to blank it out of your mind. I have never sat in Star Wars, saw a scene and said, "Oh my god, that was terrible. That was <laughs> fucking awful." <laughs> You're right. And we are of course talking. About we looked at each other in bewilderment and laughed. Yeah, we actually laughed. <laughs> And I saw it again with two other guys after for my second viewing, and they also laughed. Yeah. And we are talking about the scene where Princess Leia gets blown out of her ship. Yeah. Is in the air. We assume she's dead. They're giving her like almost this big montage. Yeah. This is how she's going to go Because she out. dies in real right. life. And instead, she goes full Mary Poppins on us. Yeah. And floats back. Through space. Through space to the ship. To and safety. I will. I, I'm not defending this at all, but they they probably this is probably the reasoning. They probably are like, oh, she has the force; she could do that, right? Which I think is total trash. I do too. So what? And this is what I, uh, there's someone that I listened to, and they did a recap uh, podcast on okay. Star Wars, and uh, they're old hats. Um, so they were kids, you know, when the originals yeah. came out, and he brought up a decent point, and it's the only point that I can just barely Justify. stomach. Yeah. And not want to like shit my pants <laughs> is Leia obviously has always had the force. It's always been strong with her. We go back to when Yoda said, no, there is another. Yeah. Meaning Leia has the force as well. Mm-hmm. She's always had it. She's never really used it. His point was, do you think in the 30 years between when we last saw her and now she hasn't taken the time to study the force, use the force, you know, become yeah. more powerful within the force and that's fine if that's your take if that's really what they're going for that's fine yeah but you did it in a horrible it was just super corny way it was so it was corny. so corny. it literally looked like it was shot in an 80s film yeah. yeah i did not care for that that was the first scene where i was sitting there like oh boy yeah i don't know how this is gonna go yeah that that really made me question like is this gonna be? Am I not gonna like? Yeah. This? Is this gonna make me? It hurts to not say. Like this. It hurts to say yeah. as a Star Wars super fan. So we got that around because that to me is the worst scene. Yeah. And probably I agree. Star Wars history. I agree. Okay. So then let's talk. And I, I, I put I, in some bullet points. Yeah. I, we don't have to go in that order, but yeah. So we let's can. one of these bullet points because I think this is probably the biggest deal, and this is one of my biggest disappointments with the whole movie. I agree. And one of the biggest questions is. And it's a character we were very excited about, which yes. is Snoke. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm I not, thought you were going to go the other way, yeah, but that's yeah, fine. I know who you're talking about. We'll talk about that yeah, one next. Yeah, for sure. So Snoke, to me, I thought had the most potential. Um, I thought he had the most interesting backstory of any. Potential backstory. Yes. we really yes, don't yes, know anything yes, about Right, him. right, right. Yeah. Sorry. Cool. No, you're good. I was assuming that they were going to yes. give him backstory. Yes. And you saw throughout episode eight that he had very strong power oh yeah right he zaps ray he force 
chokes her, put hangs her in midair. Mm-hmm. He finds out where Luke is from her because yeah. he's so powerful. He puts their brains together through yes. the force, yes. which I thought was cool. Yes, which I thought was brilliantly yeah. done. I wasn't understanding it in the movie at the time. Yeah. And that's one of those in the second movie once I really got it. Second viewing. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. I, I, I enjoyed Picked that part even more. Yeah. And then what we find out is, you know, his pride basically kills him because he's saying there's no way um, Kylo's going to turn against me. I'm too powerful. I'm too strong. Basically, he's too weak. He's too big of a puss mm-hmm. to kill me. Um you know, we're going to go kill Luke and this is over. Meanwhile, Kylo turns the saber, uses the force, turns the saber on, cuts him in half. Yeah. And that's it. Snoke's gone. I know. First off, you would think that if he's this all-powerful Sith, uh-huh. um, a simple lightsaber probably wouldn't kill him. But that's regardless. <laughs> um, but, the, but the disappointing part for me is the backstory. What do we do with it? How did he rise to power? Why is his face deformed? Exactly. We have all we have way more questions about Snoke than we have answers. answers. And that and to we, me I thought was one of the most disappointing parts of this movie. And we probably won't find out because now he's dead. Will we get a story about him in the next one where Kylo Ren reminisces? Like maybe. But uh, see, I feel like they almost have to. They have to. First off, because they don't have much else. For episode nine. Okay. And I think... And I just thought of something. And we'll talk about that. But So I, I think they have to give us some type of vantage point, some type of backstory on him. Otherwise, he's just the most empty character since probably Darth Maul. Damn. Okay. Right? Like Darth Maul, I mean, just kind of... He's a bad I, guy. That's a good parallel because Darth Maul, just the way he looked was super cool. Right. The way Snoke looked was super like... Like he looked evil, he right. looked cool, uh, and yeah, he we just he dies like yeah. that's it. They, get, and, they both get cut in half, and he had probably. I mean, I hate to take away like quotes, but like he was one of the most quotable characters from this right. movie. He had some badass Fulfill lines. Your destiny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he was talking shit to Kylo Ren. Like he had the potential for like all. Personally, I would have liked to have seen a connection with Darth Plagueis. We both did. We, we both, talk, want, we both wanted that. that. Yeah. I think that would have been cool. Um, he was kind of a Darth Vader fanboy. I would have liked to have mm-hmm. seen a connection to something. But now we may never know, like we right. said, because he dies and we really get nothing. How does he come to power? So well, We may never know. Let's do a quick sidebar here. Okay. What would you think if they announced that the last spinoff was about Snoke? Okay. that I mean, that would be interesting. I think it would be... I think it would be a, and this is from a like kind of a make a movie making aspect. I think it'd be a ballsy move because he's not really established. I think they're gonna. Right. I That's, think they're gonna. That would be my beef. Yeah, I think they're gonna go with the spinoffs. I think they're gonna go for an established character that we know and I love. I agree. Um, so I, I, I probably I don't foresee that. I would much rather see maybe a Knights of Ren spinoff and see how they came to power and then throw him in there. Right. Um. So that's just my take there. I don't know. All right. Then let's talk about the next Ray. Our, our other character yeah. that I think me and you also had the most intrigue around. Oh, hell yeah. And I think there's more questions about her, too, which is Maz Kanta. Okay. Is that <laughs> you're throwing me for loops. No. You're throwing me for loops. <laughs> I thought we were going Ray. No, no. Wait, that's so, fine. So, so I agree. I think, I think both of us, uh, I, I was going more for the less established characters. No, that's, and yeah. Going into and then this. lead up to the big right, ones. Yeah. Right. No, that's fine. And, and I thought Maz... <laughs> 
I, I worry. I think I even predicted before this movie that I didn't think she would be in this much and then have a much bigger role in nine. Okay. See, I was the opposite. I thought she was going to have a right. crucial part in this one, right. which she really didn't. So, so I, we were flip flop there. Yep. Um, first off, I was surprised that she was in it as little as she was. You get like half a scene with her, and she's like on a hologram. Yeah, type. and she's like fighting separatist. And it just felt like they forced her into this yeah, to the movie, definitely. And I didn't really care for it. Um, and we'll kind of talk about the Finn Rose storyline as a whole. Yeah. Um, but I just felt like they really forced Maz into this um, without really like they were like, "Oh shit, we have to we find have a way. to find a way." Right within this two and a half hour long movie to yeah. get her in the scene. So that part I I was kind of confused about. Mm-hmm. Could have done it better. Um, I thought it would have been more interesting if instead of going to find some random dude gambling, they had to go get her as the code breaker. Yeah, that'd be cool. That honestly, I thought that would have been the perfect moment to bring back Lando. Yeah, we were both. We like, were, we're talking. Like, was it going to be Lando? Yeah, we both kind of wanted. He to didn't Lando. die, right? right. I, I mean, so they have to. But he could have came back, right? I don't yeah, get we, that. We were both. I, I think we whispered to each other. Yeah, like, it'd be dope if Lando. That would, it would have been. So, God damn it. But yeah, Maz, I, Maz is a very intriguing character. And I think, honestly, there's a plot hole in The Force Awakens that we really don't find out about. And we can talk about it a little bit. But it includes Maz and it includes Rey, too. But Maz giving Rey, not giving Rey, but Rey finds the lightsaber. And Maz says, it's calling to you. And right. she knows and about I've him. I've seen these eyes. I've seen and... these eyes. She talked to Han before Han died, R.I.P. Right. Uh, and she knows who she Ray is, so she is very crucial. She's been around for a long time. Uh, she's very wise. I just I would have liked to seen her. Had, I I I would I wish she was more involved. Right, I agree. You know, and I I, I really thought she was going to be a crucial part. Maybe she will be in episode nine. Um, and I I think I even said after seven. I think she might be the most interesting character yeah. that we don't know really anything about. Exactly. Because of what she already knows yeah. and what she's, you know, the the little uh, trail she's given us oh, hell yeah. uh, within Force Awakens. So I thought that part was kind of disappointing. I, I agree. I agree. Okay, then I want to, before we jump to Ray and that, because sure. we're talking kind of on that plot line. I want to know your takes on Finn and Rose and going to that. Uh, I forget what the name of that. Uh, uh, planet was the casino, the casino, which I thought I thought was cool. The yeah, casino, yeah, the, that, I thought that yeah. I thought the casino thought itself it was, it was, was interesting. You find out like most of them are weapons dealers, yeah. so I thought that was cool. I thought that um, was very unique, yeah. in the writing, and it, and it, you could also tell like that was their modern day Katina, yeah, right. Um, so I kind of want to give your get your thoughts on what you thought of that of basically the whole plot line of Rose, Rose and, and Finn, Finn together, okay, going to try to find. Okay. Code Breaker, which is Benicio del Toro, mm-hmm. or well, they were trying to find someone else. They settle with Benicio yeah. del Toro, and then kind of how that wraps into the story. Sure. Okay, so th- the storyline of them together, I would say I thought the Rose, the Asian girl, I thought she was kind of weird. Wasn't the biggest fan of her. Let me say this: uh, the first time I I picked up something on the second uh, view that I didn't in the first one. So the ver- the first little scene where they drop bombs 
It's her it, sister. It's her sister. I didn't, you didn't ca- know that. I didn't catch that. You didn't see. They I, made I, such a big deal about the necklace. They did. They did show the necklace. And I then was, she even said, "Like my sister died." I know. Today. I know. I Come on, Trey. I, I'm sorry. I didn't really. I was so in. I was so yeah, yeah, yeah. with the hype and right. the trying yeah. to figure out everything. I I totally missed the obvious thing, but uh, so I picked up on that in the second, which that's a cool little little tie in i guess cool um wasn't the biggest fan of her character i i think her and finn together yeah they were cool um they kind of get romantic at the end uh she she gives him a weird kiss and then she passes out so we don't know if she's going to be back in episode nine which i would guarantee you she is you guarantee she is so she was here's my she was a big hit amongst uh Really small, like children and like, oh, okay. like the kids. Really? They love. Okay. A lot of people are saying they loved Rose. Okay. Let me rebut with this, though. She, the actress, she said that she doesn't even know if she's going to be in episode nine. So right. it's not, it, it hasn't been confirmed. Well, they so haven't even knows. got the damn script. So well, that, that's true, too. We could talk, we'll talk about that. But, um, yeah, I, I thought it was unique how they went to the casino world. Um, I liked the casino world. I thought it was cool. I thought it was unique, um, different. Uh, but them together, it was what it was. I, I didn't really, I don't really have a take. Okay. Do you have, yeah, it looks like you have a take. Yeah. I didn't really enjoy that whole plot line. Like I didn't mind the two characters. Obviously I felt like the, um, so so, let me, so so let me start here. I thought seven, they didn't know what to do with Poe. Okay. Okay. Then eight, it felt like they didn't know what to do with Finn. Okay. So that's that's a good take. They forced like a plot line for Finn and it was to go find some random character we've never met. Um, so you didn't like the code breaker, breaker code. thing at all? No, I didn't. I okay. didn't care for it. Okay, uh, I get. So yeah. you would have liked it better if it was someone we know. Yeah, yeah. Or even if it to me, it should have been Moz. They should have had to yeah. go help Moz fight whoever she yeah, was that'd fighting. Been, that'd have been probably better. Uh, I get. They had to get away for them to get onto the star ship, whatever star killer ship, yeah. to fight Phasma and all that. Uh-huh. But I just felt like that storyline, it was two and a half hours because that storyline kind of dragged on. Yeah. Um, well, also with Luke. But right. Yeah, but we'll talk about that. We'll get that. that. Um, so I don't know. It, you, I get, like, the social aspect of it, um, trying to, like, you know, free those, I would call them horses if it was, yeah. like, Earth, yeah. you know, um, and, and showing the, the problems of these poor you know, miners and I stuff. I feel like they made that too big of a deal, though. Yeah, yeah. And so so I get what they were trying to do. It just it didn't strike home for me. Yeah. It felt like an empty plot. Yeah. I thought Benicio Del Toro's character was just kind of strange. Yeah. He was like he had the little stutter. a drunk gambling person with yeah. a stutter that was And just he fucked them over in the like, end. Right. And I thought that was a good twist on it. That yeah. was the only twist that I was like, okay, I really didn't like... But it didn't really mean anything. Right, <laughs> right, right, thing. right. But <laughs> so, like, to me... It just was an empty plot line with a couple empty characters. Yeah. Um, but is what it is. Uh, they had to fit Finn into the story, so I think that's that's where they went with it. I just thought they could have shrunk it by about five, ten minutes. Sure, sure. So that that's my take. That's there. your take on that one? Yeah. So All right, so now <laughs> should we get to the main plot line yeah. of Ray and Luke? Ray and Luke. So... I think the were biggest. You, were you sorry? I no, you're good. No, first I, question. You, you bring a different perspective, so I right. like that. So first question: Were you surprised that they picked up right where we left off with her handing him the lightsaber? I I was. Um, 
I didn't really think about that, but I am. Uh, I don't think we've ever really had that in a Star Wars right, movie where, where it, picks it literally up picks up right, right off. It yeah, it, it seems like a TV show. TV shows seem right. to do that more. Because um, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. I guess I haven't really thought about it, but yeah, it's intriguing. Um, I guess I definitely don't think they're going to do that for episode nine. No, no, no. They can't no. do it, yeah, I don't no. think. Um, but yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, I thought Luke was kind of a pussy throughout the whole movie. You thought so? You 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 disagree or no? I I, I do, <laughs> I do. You do disagree? I you? disagree with you. Okay, all right. Well, we can talk about that. Really, I think the biggest thing for Ray and we all wanted to know who her parents were. Right. We that was the biggest thing going into this movie, and it ended up being a throwaway line. Kylo Ren, you know, when they're going back and forth, he says, "I know who your parents are. I've known. Do you know? I know you know." And he basically says, you're nothing. Your parents were nothing. They traded you off. They're junk traders. Drunk, drunk, drunk money. Drunk, junk traders. Yeah. And I, you for and like I was like, pack. no fucking way, man. Like, do you? Part of ask. me thinks that he's lying, but. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree with you. Because I, I think if that's the route they go, I think that's dumb. Um, I've also said uh, multiple times that I don't think they can make her a Skywalker. Yeah. You know. But. So I have two takes here. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear them. So one, if they do make it, first of all, I remember I didn't read the article cause I was pissed that it even came out and it was a headline that I saw, but back in like the summer when they were doing, starting to do promo on this movie, um, I read a headline that said that, um, I can't remember if JJ Abrams said, or if it was, uh, D- Daisy Ridley herself, I can't remember who said it, but one of them said that Ray's parents aren't that big a deal. You're making it too big of a deal. So if when I hear that line, I think, yeah, maybe he's telling the truth. I'm not happy about it, but if I hear that line, maybe right. that's true. Another take I have from this. So I think if they go this route and they are junk traders, then you can make anyone have the force, which we'll get to the last scene. Right. But... I think if you just make anybody have the force, yes, it gives you a lot of opportunity for future Jedi, which I know you're a fan of, mm-hmm. and I know you need to expand the universe and make it not Skywalker, but I think there has to be something more when it comes to a Jedi. Not just everyone can just learn the force and become a Jedi. Okay, I let, think that's kind of just weird. But let me tell you, you're wrong. Oh, fuck. Here because we if you remember correctly, Luke says when she's like, they're talking about this. And Luke says, to think that only the Jedi can use the Force or have the Force with them is vanity. It, it, it's everybody can access the Force. The Force, okay. The Force is not just given to the few special. See, see, I thought about it's, it in a different way. It's given to anybody who you know. It, to me, the Force is like heaven or like the Holy Spirit. As, okay. If you think of it from like a gospel point. Sure. So what he's saying is, it's there for everybody. It's just not everybody utilizes it or practices it okay the way that's that's an that interesting Jedi take. does I, I didn't really think about it like that you you are right I thought about it more as like the for how they say it's all around us and it's you know it's a realm basically. it, it yeah. surrounds us and it binds everything so I thought of it more of like like you said it's all there but I, I I'm gonna dig myself a hole because what you said is right <laughs> But I don't know. It's just I don't. It feels weird. So, so you are more of the prequel mind, where we talk about 
when they do uh, Anakin's mini chlorons. He's got more mini chlorons than, I'm kind than of. Yoda, you know? <laughs> I, I, like, I know the prequels were so hated, like, but kind of. I don't know. That, to me, like, I get what... I, I think what you're saying is it's it's the evol- uh, evolution of Star Wars. Here's what I think. It's not just, again, it's not just... And Luke talks about it. it's not just the almighty Skywalker blood. Yeah. It's more about the Force and being one well, with the Force. Here, let me rebuttal with this. So I think a Jedi, separate the Force and the Jedi for just a minute here. That's what makes a Jedi the Jedi. You're right. Dog. You're right. But separate them just for a minute okay. just for this point. A person so, with a, with a, a, a sword yes, versus no, a person with I not think long. a Jedi needs to have something special about them. Whereas the force, yes, I get that it's it's there for everybody. You have to utilize it, and you can learn it. But I think a, a, a movie of this caliber, you have to start from somewhere. You need a story. You can't start from fucking nothing. I understand that Luke and Anakin start from nothing, but they have this whole this well, whole Anakin, mega story. Much. Yeah, well, they, he was born like through the force. Yeah. He didn't have a father. Yes, but I think they had such a mega story behind them that they could have started for nothing. But I don't want to get into this right now because we will get into it. But what we're going to talk about, like if they do choose to go that route, then he will literally start from nothing. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's you it's know a, what I'm saying. It's an we'll interesting. It. Yeah, it's an interesting debate. So I want to talk about Luke a little bit. Yes, I, Luke. This is this might be a hot take. I don't. <laughs> I think in every single Star Wars movie, there has not been in one single movie better writing for a character than what they did for Luke. I think it was. I thought. I thought Mark Hamill was perfect. Yeah, I, I okay. thought he played a battered man, uh, kind of a bitter old man. And what you saw was regret, uh, anger, a little bit of fear. He blocked himself off from the Force. He talked about. It. He's like. What was I? I was a legend. Yeah. And what did that lead me to? Yeah. You know, and you you could see the pain that losing Ben Solo cost. You could see the 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 torment it had on him, and and how he secluded himself from everybody, and how he knew how it affected Leia and stuff. So I thought you saw this angered man who was blocked off, and he needed that piece of hope. He needed Ray there to wake him up. You know, the Force damn, Awakens. You, you've been doing some thinking about yeah. this, and I respect because the Force Awakens. Should have been this title yeah. because the force awoke in Luke because okay. of Ray. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought everything with their training was perfectly, perfectly done. You know, when she's talking about it's always been there, I felt it. And yeah. it's like something awoke in me. That to me was the best parts where when those two were together and you were getting kind of. The, I love the meditation the wisdom, and the, the I see rocks. life. Yes. The darkness. And, and you see, that's what the force was about. And so. I really enjoyed that. I thought I thought that was perfectly well done. Um, I, I thought I seriously thought Mark Hamill was almost freaking perfect. In yeah. That. Okay. And, and I kind of liked him as a bitter. Uh, you know, I'm not just going to train you because the last time I did this, it went horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. I have some scars. Um, you know, I, I thought that was good. I, I I liked that. I guess it was the struggle. Yeah. You know? My only beef with that storyline was it maybe dragged on a little maybe too a long. Little bit. Maybe a little because, bit. Because half the time he just like kept ignoring right. Ray and he kept coming back to it, which I get. It's the buildup. Yeah, I get we it. We didn't need like the milking. Yeah. Scene. The green fucking milk. What the the fuck? blue milk. Yeah. So we, weird. we didn't need the fishing. Like, yeah. There were some things they definitely could have cut out, but I get, I get you're building it up. Like, you know, right. Ray needs you and you're going to neglect her. But, right. um, I just thought it kind of drug on a little bit. Right. 
Okay, but. so let's talk about uh, our guest appearance in the yes. movie. Yes. Uh, really surprised with this one. I did not a see it coming. character that I don't think either of us had uh, on radar, which is, of course, why Star Wars probably put him in there. Hell yeah. Which was Jedi Master, Master Yoda. Yoda. Yes. Comes back as a ghost. Force ghost. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call him. Um, Luke's getting ready to light the temple on fire, blow everything Basically up. give up. Basically saying the Jedi Order needs to cease to yeah. exist. And Yoda's like, Okay, do it. And yeah. Then Luke gets like cold feet. Uh-huh. Yoda poof, he flashes some lightning on it yeah. and blows it up. And Which, then Luke's like trying to save it. Yeah. And then this was something I caught up on in the second viewing. Okay. Uh, so the books that were in there, mm-hmm. I don't know if you don't notice this or not. The books were in the temple. Yeah. What we actually see is before Ray left, she went and got the books. Oh, really? Yeah, and put them in the Millennium Falcon. So she. When they you first, actually see that. Yeah, so really? when, you, when you don't see her take them, uh-huh. but when you see her leave that island, you see her shut like a drawer, and you see a quick like view book. of books, and you can't really tell huh. then. Damn, that's a good eye. But I did then, not see that. So then later, when Rose is laying in the Falcon at the very end, mm-hmm. and Finn opens the drawer to grab a blanket, you can see the Jedi textbooks right there. Wow. So she saved that's the a Jedi good textbooks. Eye. Yeah, good I, caught, I caught that the second That's time. pretty cool. So... So the Jedi texts live on, um, but I thought it, I thought that scene was interesting. Uh, I would have I kind of I don't know if I told you this or not. I would have preferred if they would have gone prequel Yoda. Yeah, you just say instead that. of Dead Eye Yoda. Yeah, like he's just a goofy, a goofy ass old yeah, man yeah. with like dead eyes. Yeah. Um, but I thought I thought it was a good touch to bring Yoda back. What, yeah. What do you think of Yoda? I, I liked it a lot. Um, I thought it was cool. It's always I think it's they need to do this. I don't want to say in every one, but it's always good to bring some nostalgia back right, right. because you need it. Um, I you will keep, say this. you got to keep every generation. Yeah. You exactly. Know, happy. Exactly. I will say I read an article and uh, I thought it was a really good point. They made a point where um, basically with him, he's a force ghost. He's not physically there. Right. And with him doing the lightning and basically blasting the Jedi Temple, it kind of foreshadowed Luke what happens to him what he does in the end from where he is. Right. We'll get to that in a little bit. Interesting. I didn't think of that. Yeah, which I thought was a good little take. Yeah. Um, and also, in the same article, it said that, I think it was Jay, or not Jay, Rian Johnson, Ryan Johnson, whatever Rian, the hell his name. Think, yeah. yeah uh, he was saying something along the lines of, um, you know, we want to do new things with the Force. Right. So... Back when you first saw a force choke, that was the first time you saw a force choke. So now doing new things, you know, Leia doing her wacky little stupid fly through space. Yoda being a force ghost and still being able to control lightning to blow up a Jedi temple. Something that Luke does. We'll get into it. But um, it was was an interesting take and I like that. yeah, I thought Yoda was really cool. Um, one thing I'll I'll mention to piggyback off of your prequel Yoda versus uh, original Yoda, I thought it had to kind of be the older Yoda right. because could, it's sequentially right. just, you know, that you way. just carry on. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I wish they just would have, like, made him look a little bit better. Like, oh, look-wise. Look-wise. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm just talking from a okay, visual okay, okay, standpoint. Okay. I, yeah, I get like, you. Because, like, his eyes just look dead. 
I, I don't know. Like it just yeah. it did, visually. I That's wish fair. Would have gone with. Let me the, let me ask you this, and I put this on the yeah. document. So um, we I think we both might have said this in the theater. Like we were thinking uh, the fact that Yoda appeared, we didn't mm-hmm. see it coming, but we were wondering why didn't Obi Wan? Right. You know. And my biggest one was, and, and this this to that point, if you go with the older Yoda. Don't you kind of have to go with the older Obi Wan? Well, you, Alex Guinness is dead. That's true. He ain't coming back. That's probably why. Then. So then, you know, I, yeah. so then you'd have to go with Ewan McGregor, yeah. which, I which would, would prefer be weird. either way. Yeah. Uh, but so I think that's probably that's part prob- of it. You're probably right. So, but it would have been cool. Um, gosh, there was something I really wanted to talk about. Oh, so I, there's so much to talk so, about. Know, sticking to, on the nostalgia part. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm kind of done with the. I don't know if there's much we can no. add to the Yoda scene. Besides, it was kind of cool. Uh, when R2 plays the Leia, help me, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Oh, hell yeah. I thought that was a really cool touch. Cheap move. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like that. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was brilliantly placed. Uh, you know, nothing was going to, it seemed like nothing was going to crack Luke. He was just going to stay bitter. Yeah. And that started to kind of warm him up. And I really enjoyed that scene as a whole. Okay. Especially being on the Falcon. Oh yeah, hell yeah. That was that was cool. Uh let me let's talk a little bit about Kylo Ren. Yes, we, we haven't talked, talked about, about him. him. Uh so really the main question I think with him with Snoke being dead and we already talked about that. Do you think Kylo Ren is actually going to become the supreme leader like yeah. Hux calls him yeah, yeah. and uh run the first order by himself? Well, so it'll definitely be those two. He'll Hux will be Moth to Okay. Kylo Ren's You're probably favorite. right. Um the but now what you see it so in the old ones you get Palpatine one Vader two Moth, Moth three. three now Snoke's dead so I guess Kylo's one Hux is just two the problem I have with I'll that be is both of those characters are just not like I don't look at them they're not polarizing I think not just even polarizing but I don't look at them and be like damn they're vicious like yeah. that's a dark side right yeah. there they needed Snoke God right. damn it yeah so I I. I just feel like the you and they killed Phasma, like you killed all of these dark side characters that like we don't know a ton about, with the sake of having these two mm-hmm. be the last two, and they're really like not that intimate. Like Kylo to me is still just a teenage boy that's mad that his parents grounded him. Yeah, like I, so I struggle with Kylo being the face of the dark side. Sure, let me before I forget, and I want to. I have a quote that I'd like to read, but um, let me let me just say this. What do you think about the potential for Snoke coming back as a Force Ghost? Because it was talked about that they were thinking about doing Dark Side Force Ghost in this one. Right. It, so it'd be interesting, only in the sense that do you really want to bring him back because like to help Kylo because he killed him. He killed him. You're right. So like that'd be like maybe he talked to Hux, but I don't know. So I don't know. Yeah, but let me let me just read this quote from Ryan Rian Johnson. Uh, he said, "I think that uh, I think that would be very interesting. We haven't seen them in the movies, as far as I can remember, but that would be really interesting, considering the dark side is about self-preservation, trying to find immortality, immortality, uh, where immortality, and the notion that the light side actually got it through selflessness." What would the dark side version of that look like? There's so much cool stuff to think about if you're willing to open your head up a little bit. So I think I think it'd be cool. Um, I think it'd be dope as hell to see like a Vader, 
talking to Kylo Ren because they yeah. have that connection. But Vader's also remember Vader at the end good. he turned good. Yeah, that's so, the thing. I mean, so it's it, that's why it's so it's hard a slippery on the dark slope. Side. You're right. You're right. Um, I don't know. I no, just Palpatine would make sense. Palpatine would make sense. Yeah, you're right. Um, I just think there's there's so much you can do now that now that you've opened the door with the things that you've already done with the force per se. Right. So I think it'd be really cool to see a dark side character. I don't know if you see it. Uh, but yeah, um, they've just opened themselves. That, up. I just wanted That's to, hard. I wanted to say, I wanted to say, right. I wanted to kind of work in that quote with, right. with Snoke potentially right. for the next one. And then also going off the outline here a little bit, I, I didn't really care for this scene. I didn't fully understand it. I don't know if I still do. When Ray's in the tunnel and she's like got the mirror and she's the cave. doing the single ladies dance. So she, she's so snapping. To, to set it up a little bit. Yeah. So when she kind of meditates with Luke, she sees the light the dark side in the dark. And the it's dark like is kind of below the cave. cave. Yeah. And she goes to look in it and it sucks her down into the cave. And basically, uh, I have another quote if you want to read it, but uh, basically, the dark side gives you something that you want, that you want to see. She obviously it's wants temptation. to- Yeah, she wants to find out who her parents are. And so in this cave, we see like a big mirror image of just her and the fact that the dark side you know, tempts you in, but doesn't actually give you what you want. Right. She sees what she, they give her what she wants, but then she ends up not seeing what she wants. Right. So I think that's kind of the play on the dark side of things. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It didn't, didn't like seem it well done. Like I Did, didn't, so I didn't, the actual gr like graphic of it, like you didn't like the, yeah, I, the well, Harry Potter esque of it. Yeah. Or, I didn't. Yeah. I just thought like for dark side, for temptation, they could have done something a lot better than I just like a mere, and thousands yeah. of hers, and then like having her snap. Yeah, the snap was kind of corny. And so like, I would have rather seen a force vision like she had in the Force right. Awakens. That could have been. If you're gonna give her that, continue it because right. I like that a lot. Yeah. Would you? Is that? Yeah, okay? no, I agree. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what what we haven't covered. I feel like we've covered a lot. What about we haven't really talked about Poe? Uh, Poe. I thought Poe. You got Poe. You saw the most growth. Yeah, um, you know, you saw he was—he's really he down was, for the he resistance. Wants he wants—he wants to be the leader, right? But but at first, it's all about okay, we got to blow it up. We yeah. got to blow it up. And Leia keeps telling him it's not always about that. Yeah. I thought Leia had a great line of, uh, "You saw a lot of dead heroes, no leaders." Yeah, and that really hit Poe. Um, and then throughout, you keep seeing him try to come up with all these plans that involve blowing shit up. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, he's the one who puts together. He's stalling. We have to go. It's not about yeah. fighting. We have to, you know, we have to go lick our wounds a little bit. Yeah. Come up with to a plan. survive. Right. To survive. Yeah. And then we'll figure out our plan from there. And you kind of see him. It looks like take the mantle from Princess Leia mm -hmm. as the next, you know, not military leader, but leader of the resistance. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I thought Poe's character grew the most. Um, Still would like to see more from him, I think. You think so? I, I, I think you're going to. Yeah. For sure. I think. Let's let's talk about this. Okay. Star Wars is always about the love and the romance. Yeah, you had you had a interesting take. I'm here. curious. So Rose and Finn kind of have this connection, and then at the end of the movie, you see very her, brief, very brief. Uh, Poe, who I forget has not met Ray. Yeah. So that was kind of oh yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Goes up and says, you know, I'm I'm Poe. 
she's like, I'm Ray. And he's like, yeah, I know. And then they like both give each other like, like a little the, smirk. Mm, you're kind of cute. Look, you know, so something <laughs> I, I to don't think for, about. I don't foresee something it happening. To just think about. Do you actually see it happening it out though? There, dangling it out there. You never know. <laughs> Do you foresee it happening? Uh, though? No, probably not. <laughs> okay. No. So um, let's talk about one more thing and let's, then let's talk about kind of the future, what we think. Yep, yep. So we have to talk about what I think was kind of the biggest twist of the movie. Okay. So, there's this epic fight with Luke shows up at the very end to help out the resistance and uh, Kylo Ren fights him. He comes out, they go mano y mano one well, on first one. He tells them to shoot him. They, and yeah. so all of their guns come flying down yeah. on Luke. And, and so we're he, like, okay, Luke's and he starts off his shoulder like Jay Z. Yeah. yeah. And so that was kind of dope. And he looks unfazed. Nothing uh-huh. happened to him. So then we're like, Okay. okay, that's weird. How did he just get shot by like every yeah. piece of armor and bullets and yeah. lasers? And he's fine. which I didn't have. Did you at that moment? Did you? Th- I was think confused. What was, no, confused. I was just I was okay. just confused. Okay, so then it goes on, and they have a light. They fight with lightsabers, and then Kylo Ren just basically puts his lightsaber through him, and nothing happens. It's, and looks then like he's a force ghost. Yes, and we see a scene where he's back at the Jedi Temple meditating and we are we we finally learn that through meditation and through the force you don't have to physically be at that moment right. at that time and place to do shit right which is kind of cool i thought it was a big twist thought it was cool how he lured them in and the resistance uh escaped and they lived to fight another day thought it was very cool how they portrayed it really the movie as a whole, I thought, was a very space opera-y type movie. Um, and I think it ended in a beautiful way with that. I thought that was a great a great scene. Absolutely. I thought it was a great uh, piece of writing. It was unique. Um, like, I, like I said with the little quote of uh, using new things and the force, trying new things, I thought that was cool. And the potential for the right. future is cool. So this, this is what I want to talk about real quick. As far as Rian Johnson and the job that he did, I will say this. He took the most risk in yes, any Star Wars movie I will agree. than ever before. And you know what? The thing about when you put yourself out there and take big risks, uh, when it works, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't, it sucks. Yeah. And so that's like with the Leia thing. He took a risk. It didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. Plain and simple, it didn't work. It sucked. Okay. okay? But then he <laughs> takes... He takes a big risk on something like that with Luke, yeah. and he fucking nails it. Oh yeah, and I thought it was brilliant. Uh, I didn't. I the first time I saw that, I was more confused than anything else. But then the second time, I thoroughly enjoyed that yeah. scene a lot more. Um, and then when he's like, "I'll see you around, kid," yeah, and then he just like leaves or like fades away. Uh-huh. So I, I just, yeah, I I thought that was brilliantly done. Uh, I want to give Rian Johnson credit. Uh, this was the most daring Star Wars I think we've seen. I agree. Um, it, Let me ask I you think this. Why, I think why most people – there's a lot of people that are upset about this movie. Yeah. And I think it's because this breaks a lot of the mold of what Star Wars is. Um, I agree. Especially from an episode yeah, yeah. standpoint. You're right. Rogue One's kind of a standalone. Sure. So, so I just think I, – I think we have to admit that, you know, this isn't – this Star Wars isn't for – uh, you know, the older generation. Yeah. It's not even, I mean, it's a little bit for us, but we're kind of prequel. I think it's setting up for future right. Star Wars. This was very much the passing of the torch from yeah. the old generation 
to the new generation. I agree. And, and you know what? That's fine. That's yeah. what it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still gave us our nostalgia. He still gave us some Star Wars feeling moments. The music's still there. Yeah. Uh, but it's very much, uh, you know, uh, this is Star Wars, but we're going to take it in a little bit different direction. For sure. And it, it was at parts refreshing, at parts frustrating, mm-hmm. but it's parts that we're just going to have to deal with. Because yeah. it's Star Wars and we're going to evolve. Definitely. I agree with I agree with all that. Uh, one thing I do want to say before I forget. Uh, so the first time I watched it, I thought that, I don't want to say it was shallow, but Kylo Ren, his motives with how uh, Ray and him touched fingers and she saw his future and he was about to turn. I genuinely thought he was willing to turn mm-hmm. when I first saw it. Like I was like, damn, he's actually going to go to the light yeah. side. And then they fight next to each other. He kills Snoke and then they kill off all his little guards together, him yeah. and Ray. And I'm like, damn, he's actually going to go to the light side. And then on a whim, it seemed like he flipped and he's like, no, fuck you. Like, I want to lead everything. Join me. And she doesn't want to. And then he's like, okay, I'm going back to the dark side. It just seemed kind of shallow. But then the second time I saw it, I will admit that it seemed more so like he wanted to, from the beginning, be still be the dark side, rule everything. That's why he killed Snoke. And he was trying to manipulate Ray into joining him. I think it was... It, it, the second time I saw it, it, it made more sense. Okay, would and you for agree the with that? Second time, I think I, I think you're on the right track as far as what I was thinking. Yeah, mine was more. It wasn't really about dark or even light. It was more about just power. Okay, like he didn't yeah. really care where it came from. He just wanted the power. He just wanted to rule. Right. Okay. So and that's why he's like, join me. You know, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So I, I I like that take. I think that's interesting. And I think I had a similar. Uh, reaction to sure. both the first and the second. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so we got to talk about episode we, nine. We got to talk bit. about the future. So really, the biggest not not the biggest question, but one of the biggest questions is we from the scenes of Rose and Finn, we get these kids who are kind of they watch after like the horses, as you slaves, said. Like yeah. Child slaves. Basically slaves. Um, we see a kid and she gives him a resistance ring yep. and then they go off, do their thing. And then at the very, very, very end, the last, last scene, scene, last scene you see, honestly, if, if it wasn't star Wars, it probably would have been a pro post credit scene, right? But star Wars doesn't do that shit. So they put it at the very end and we see these kids kind of playing with action figures. Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, uh, Skywalker. They play with little action figures of Jedi. And then this dude tells him to get the hell out of here. And the kid, I don't know if you see this. Did you pick this up? Yeah. But the broom, he uses the lightly force. uses the force. You can barely see it. But yeah. if you see it, you do see it. Uh, he picks up the, the broom with the force. And then he looks to the moon, similar to Luke looked at the sun. Right. As if he was looking at like he had a bigger purpose. Right. So and you see the Millennium Falcon go into hyperspace. Yeah, that's true too, like a shooting star. So, two questions: Is he going to have a significance in Episode Nine? Other question: Rian Johnson signed on to do a separate trilogy. Is he going to play a part in that and be the main Jedi, similar to Anakin and or Luke Skywalker? Right. Okay. So this this kind of goes. Oh, he's standing. I'm saying it because I'm <laughs> tired of saying. <it. laughs> 
So this kind of goes back to what our first discussion about this was with the force and being everybody that is able to access the force. Yeah. Therefore, technically, anybody could become a Jedi. Yes. Okay. What you're seeing, because Rian Johnson basically has already said the new trilogy is not going to center around the Skywalkers. Yes. Is he set up a trilogy where he can have Jedi in them uh-huh. and they not have to be a Skywalker yeah. or a Skywalker type figure? So I don't know if the little kid's going to have any importance. I would say for episode nine, I would be shocked if he has any existence or role within it. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. No, new, you're good. <laughs> new trilogy wise, uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I would just say that it was more about just setting up the new trilogy. Uh, that you don't have setting to setting up the universe as that uh, anybody can have access to yeah. the Force. Yeah. Okay. I agree. You're probably right. So going back to kind of what we think is right. going to happen in Episode 9. Uh, like you said, how are they going to wrap right. it up? They yeah, may so have to have episode, uh, two more 10, episodes, yeah. you know? Let, can I say one thing? Yeah. I do not envy J.J. Abrams. Yeah, it's going to be like, tough. He doesn't have much to work with yeah. is the problem. You have two bad guys. Um, there's no Death Star or anything like that. That's another thing. They didn't have a super weapon, yeah, which, which was interesting. Which was kind of nice, honestly. Yeah. It was kind of refreshing. Um, so, like, what do you do? You have, two car- you have two bad guys, a whole army, basically, trying to catch and destroy, like, six people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, we know we're going to get a Ray, uh, Kylo lightsaber fight. Yeah. That's got to be a given. But it's going to be Poe takes over for Leia. Leia, we obviously know, is going to pass. Well, that's another big question. How are they going to handle that? Right. And, oh, and I want to touch on this real quick. Yes. Yeah. I, I have one more thing. Pause Wait. on your current discussion. Yes. Yeah. So in episode eight, uh, Purple Hair Girl, I forget yeah, her I name. I don't know her name. Uh, she takes the ship in a brilliant move, I think, and uses the jump to light speed to fly through, through all the, the shuttles, yeah. blow everything up, basically. Brilliant move. That should have been Leia. That's how Leia should have gone out. Yeah, defending, that's a good take. Defending and, like, saving the resistance. That's a good take. That would have been a perfect way for her to go out. Um, so I kind of wish they would have done sure. that. Sure. Can I say two two things about yes. Leia, and then you can go back to what you were saying? Yes, go ahead. So I, I, that's a good take. I didn't think about that. Um, one, I was surprised that they left her alive in this movie. They had, put, they had the a massive potential to just kill her off, which I wouldn't have liked because it would have been a bad way to send off Carrie Fisher. But I thought I was, I was very surprised that they left uh, Leia alive being that the real life Carrie Fisher died. And now you're going to have to figure out a way to kill her off in the next one. But I was going to have another question. Did she shoot some for episode nine? Because certain I've read that she had shot, Almost the majority. Really? But the thing I'm confused on is I'm pretty sure just today or yesterday, J.J. Abrams presented his story and story to Bob Iger. Yeah. Uh, So that would be confusing to me. Now, maybe they had some some rough plans and they can work with that. Because Uh, I think she was going to have a major part in episode nine. It was supposed to be Han 7. Luke eight, Leia nine, as far as roles go. Okay. Um. So I don't know. Yeah. It, that's that's because they have to do it the right way. Yeah. Uh, you have to give her the right setting off. Can I uh, can so I make a prediction? Absolutely. So, here's what I foresee. I I foresee 
Ray going off and training a new era of Jedi. Okay. Um, I think this one, like we said, I don't think it's going to be right neck. Like, I don't think it's going to be right away. Right. It's going to be years down the road a little bit. I think years. Maybe not like 10 years, but like three, Year four, or five. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think she's going to be training a new era of Jedi. She's going to obviously be the new Luke Skywalker. Right. She's going to rewrite the new, the Jedi, Jedi books, text. which we now know, I guess, that still, still exist. Um, I think Kylo Ren is going to be the supreme leader because I don't think they should no, they insert would, a new supreme leader because that would just be shallow and dumb. screw everything up. So I think they should make him the main bad guy and lead up to that epic fight. Right. Um, I think maybe... I don't really know how they're going to go about Leia. I talked to somebody today, like maybe it'll be years down the road and we start with you just write her off and it's her funeral. That'd be interesting. I mean, it it, it would kind of suck, but it's hard. I mean, right. she died and... Everybody, know, no matter how they do it, people have to be understanding. Yeah. You know, it's going to be hard to do. Um, I think if, if she already shot some scenes, that would probably help them a lot. Yeah. But I think maybe we start with a Leia funeral and um, from there, take it for whatever the storyline goes. My biggest question is... How are they going to wrap up this saga? Because really they're beginning a whole new one because the resistance is basically reborn. And if Ray does train a whole new set of Jedi, we're just going to be introduced to them and then it's just going to end. Like, right. you know what I mean? They're going to have this new trilogy, but is it going to be any way connected to this saga? You know what I mean? Right. So it's just going to be very interesting and very, like you said, hard for J.J. Abrams to wrap this whole thing right. up in and, one episode. Right. And here's my other problem is we're, you're not going to give us a movie with just the new characters. Yeah. We're going to have to have the, all the old characters in every single movie. That's true, too. I mean, don't you think Ray deserves to be really the main focal point in every, yeah. like in one whole movie? Yeah. We should have a movie based off the new era yeah. of Star Wars heroes. So and they potentially could do that if if they if have Leia, if they have yeah, the funeral for true. Leia. That's true. You know, but then it still would have been well, 66% of the movies most people cared about A Han Solo and B Luke Skywalker. Yeah. So and it, and then the question arises does Luke come back come which back. you know he's going to. Right. In some shape or fashion, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm going to hold off on my predictions right now. Okay. Uh, other than formulate your predictions. Yeah, other than uh, We have 2 years, we'll so we'll get an epic lightsaber fight. Um Poe, it's going to come down to Poe versus Hux as far as like military minds go. Okay. Uh and then I don't know what we do with Finn. Did I have fair predictions? Yeah, I? no, I I think all of that's right. I think Ray training Jedi's interesting. Um but we'll see. My whole take with that, the reason I think that is because she, when they're leaving the destruction, she basically says, says to Leia, she's like, how are we going to build from all of this? And she, Leia goes to her and says, we have all we need. Yeah. So, and her lightsa and and it's the the lightsaber lightsabers. is broke. Which, here's another thing before I forget, before we move on. I know there's just so much I want to talk know. about. But I thought it was interesting how when the whole thing with... Uh, the yeah, force. The force and... <laughs> it showed you how equal they were, right? 
But I, I think you're talking about a different thing oh, than me. I, ta- I was talking I was about gonna, when Kylo and Ray yes. were trying to get the lightsaber. Oh, no, no, no. That's no. what I was talking about. I was, gonna ahead, say, I was going to say, I thought it was interesting when Kylo Ren, they flash back, and it's Luke um, oh, about yeah. to kill Kylo Ren. He has a green saber, which he has a green saber right. in Return of the Jedi, the last one of the originals. And then he throws away the original saber that Ray's trying to give him. Right. But then he comes back with a blue saber. Well, that's but it is from the Force, so right. you could say that. Yeah. But I think when she was leaving, he she had two sabers. Did she? I think. Interesting. So I thought that's kind of, I don't want to say it's a plot hole, but yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, because she does used he the get, blue How does he get the we green don't know where the and green then from the blue? We don't know where the green exactly. one is. Exactly. Yeah. So I just think that's kind of a plot hole. I'd like to know more about that. Interesting. Yeah. So that's just uh, my last and so final take. What we're going to do, we're going to do unfiltered cinematic for this. Yes. So if you want our and it's gonna rating. Be, it's going to be a more in-depth yes, one because yes. we've given it obviously won't be as in-depth as this podcast no. but more than our previous yeah because our 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 regular unfiltered cinematics we like to give them instant reaction right. we like to do them at the theater but um it's been almost a week we've seen them we've seen it twice right. we've developed our theories and, and so all if you that. want our ranking you have to tune in to tune unfiltered tune into that we'll be dropping that soon um, we gotta move on. We gotta move on. Any we anything draft else? Draft we got dogs. draft dogs. Yeah, so we're gonna have to Star make Wars this kind of quick. <laughs> more Star Wars. So we are, you know, you know the drill. We can skip the punishment unless you really want to do it. Do you have it with you? I didn't write it. I had a I had a rough mind. draft. If you want to do it, you can. If we don't, I can, I can do a quick one. Okay. I'm gonna have to stand up. Again. <laughs> <laughs> it, are you gonna gun my life? Are you gonna present me with the Heisman Trophy? Yeah, that's okay. fine. You present me first. So for his punishment, last last podcast we did Heisman winners. Rigged Brandon, as shit. Brandon took another L. We're gonna do something different yes. this time. We're not gonna put names with. So our if you listen, list. you'll know the teams. But if it's just yeah. on Twitter, if it's just on Twitter, so do not vote. reply which team is which, <laughs> or do. <laughs> no. no. Uh, so Brandon think, has to I give think name association is killing me. Brandon has to give a Heisman speech for me. For Trey. So I am Trey Alessio. The so Donovan he's basically going to gun my life. God winning the Heisman. So go ahead, and, go ahead and give me the... All right. I don't know how they present it, but basically with the 2017 Heisman selection, the committee, the committee votes Trey Alessio. Thank you. Thank you. You have the floor. This is, I, I truly did not expect this. Um, I want to say to the three losers that are sitting right in front of me, congrats. Uh, hell of a year for all of you. I want to thank my coach, Brian Kelly. I hate you. I want to thank my parents, Tom and Jill. Love you guys. I want to thank my best friend, Brandon Ogden, who taught me everything I know. Uh, not many people would think that a kid from the south side of Des Moines, Iowa, uh, could win the Heisman. And it shows you that hard work, <laughs> anything is possible. Take me for an example, a six foot, 335 pound long snapper to win the Heisman is truly remarkable. So thank you. Glory be to God. God is great. God gave me all of my long snapping abilities, even though I have zero athletic talent. 
<laughs> zero ability. Thank you for this wonderful award that now is never going to be presented again because I'm a long snapper and it shows you that this is rigged. Thank you. Wow. So he com- <laughs> he comes at my weight, my <laughs> athletic ability. Damn. Coming and, at the and your position. I made you a long snapper. Yeah, that was that was interesting take there. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right. Uh so this week we are doing Star Wars. Very good idea. Thank you. Good job. That was all I don't know too. what the punishment we're gonna do for lightsaber. Uh, are we gonna like do a lightsaber duel and then make it a video aspect? I, I don't know. We're we'll gonna have to we'll, think about this we'll one. Come up with something. Uh yeah. So this one's gonna be tough. Yes, uh you have the first pick this week. It's a snake draft, so I will get two and three. Yes. Um, but yeah. All right. With you the have the first lore. pick. No doubter. Darth Vader. I I was gonna say if you didn't pick that. Yeah, gotta go Vader, the greatest bad or greatest villain of all time. Okay. In cinema history. In cinema history. Well, I think that leaves me. I have to go. Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay. What is that? A sleeper Ooh. pick or? I I am kind of surprised. Okay. And then I'm going to stick good. I'm going to stick to the good side. Okay. I think I have to go Grandmaster Yoda. Okay. Is that what you would have picked for number one if I if you picked? I don't know. You know? I, so, all right. Well, you left me. Well, with I left you with what you wanted. wanted. I'm going to go Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I probably should have done that. And then yeah, I, I lost. <laughs> Damn I'm it. going to go with Ray. As my number wow. three. God damn. All right. Well, I'm pretty much fucked. <laughs> um, yeah. I have to think about this one now. <laughs> what other uh, Jedi do I have? I need a dark side dude. Um, yeah, I think I have to go Sidious Palpatine. Okay. Because um, you got to... With the dark comes the light. <laughs> Palpatine... Um, I think I have to go dark again just to even it out. This is tough because you could say this is going to be a bad pick. I'm going more from a cool aspect. Okay. I have to go Darth Maul just because he's my. Okay. I, I love. Yeah, the, I love Maul. Okay. You but could you could argue that Kylo Ren would be a bigger fucking pick because he lasted longer. But fuck yeah. you. Well, this this is going to be a blowout. Go ahead and give me Han Solo and Princess Leia. Wow. Yeah, this is pretty bad. I, I definitely didn't do my research on this one. Where's the war room? I need my fucking interns. You went Han Solo and Leia. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is pretty bad, I have to say. Uh, I, I Let me let me go a spl- sleeper pick here. I'm going Jin or so. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. God damn it. Um... Huh. Okay, well, we're putting our names on this now. No, and we're yeah. really? You're that confident? Yeah, I am. I'm going to laugh so hard if I win. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mace Windu. Okay. Where is Mace? There he is. Okay. I'll go, I'll go Kylo Ren. And You're just killing me, I have to say. <laughs> I, I probably, if I win this one, uh, damn, this is so rigged. And Chewy. Uh, give me Chewbacca. Chewy? Yep. All right. If you're going to go Chewy, I'm going R2-D2. That's fine. That's that would that, that's who I was torn between. Okay. And then I'm going to go Boba Fett. 
Okay. Okay. Hmm. And I also want to defend my first pick before I get trashed on on the social media. Since you did R2, I'm going to go BB-8. Ooh. Before C-3PO. Yeah. uh, C-3 is uh, a little overrated in my estimate. Okay. Um, hmm. This is tough. Become one with the force, you must. I'm going to go. Okay. I think this is going to be it. I'm going to wait. That's going to be my last pick. Okay. I'm going to go with... I'll go Finn. Huh. Did not see that one coming. Yeah. I won't lie to you. Got to play to the new audience as well. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to go... So the I have the last two for me. Yes, this is your last two. Okay. Picks. I'm going to go... Go and count Dooku. Dooku? Because he once was a Jedi, yep. and he turned, so you get both sides from him. So Count Dooku, and I have to kind of do some digging on this one. Um, I'm going to go Tarkin. Tarkin, okay. All right, I think my last pick's really going to surprise some people. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Jabba the Hutt. Ooh, the gangster. Yes. The one we might see a spinoff of. I should have I should have picked the Millennium Falcon. Would that have counted? I don't know. <laughs> All right, so just to wrap things up on Star Wars with our teams, uh, if I don't win, this is a fucking embarrassment. Trey's yeah. team is Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yoda, Darth Sidious slash Emperor Palpatine, Darth Maul, Jin Erso, Mace Windu, R2-D2, Boba Fett, Count Dooku and Grand Moth Tarkin. I could have been a dick and picked like Anakin Skywalker, but I didn't. I let you yeah, just you have, have him as a one person. Okay. Teenage, yeah, boy falls in love with Skywalker. Padme, who's like ten years older than him. And, yeah. and then the winning team uh, is Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Rey, Han Solo. He's laughing. Leia, Kylo Ren, Chewbacca, BB-8, Finn. In Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. That, that's, come on. If, I mean, that, if my team I mean, doesn't win that. I mean, he took Jabba the Hutt, really? Yeah, yeah, Jabba the Hutt. Whoever picks pick. Jabba the Hutt, just throw him out of <laughs> the damn pick. competition. Tenth pick. <laughs> Value pick right there. <laughs> Value pick. Let me just say, the reason I chose Obi-Wan number one is you get young Obi-Wan, who's a fucking beast, who is basically the, aside from Yoda, I would say he's more powerful than Mace Windu, but you see him in the prequels, and then you got old wise uh, Obi Wan. So you get both sides Kay. from both you left tr- trilogies. Luke out, who I is did. the main character I, I, in I, the original. I, I did fuck up on that one. <laughs> and, I won't lie to you. And, I won't lie to you on that one. And uh, is I dropped the ball there. <laughs> is in the new one as the the master. <laughs> and somehow you didn't get. You didn't get either Luke, Han, or Leia. The eh. three most iconic. Eh. Outside of Vader, the three most I'm iconic. I'm sticking with my Obi-Wan, <laughs> but I probably should have picked Luke <laughs> with two. <laughs> I'll say that. But I will stick with my draft. I was hoping, okay, I had the first, I just want to share this. When I was thinking of this, I was like, best case scenario, I get Vader one. He probably goes Luke and Ray <laughs> two and three, so I get Yoda at four. 
But or, you didn't get Yoda. Or, yeah. or, or, but you didn't get Yoda. I, I win, bitches. Yeah. Well, darn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let let the crowd speak. We're going to put a poll out. Vote us. You want to put names on it? Yeah. We'll You're that names. confident. We'll put names on this We're one. We're sticking with because it. Because if I don't win this one, it's clearly based off name. So this is this is a this should be a no. This doubt. is an experiment. This should be a no doubt. This is an experiment. This is like you threw the fucking draft. <laughs> I you're, did. You're the Cleveland. I really, Browns. I really did. I, I'm not this stupid. Okay, yeah, I wanted yeah, Brandon. Right. I wanted yeah, Brandon right. to win. Fucking regret. <laughs> that is the Cleveland Browns sitting over uh, there. <laughs> no, but for real, vote in our poll that we yes, put out. Please. Listen to the podcast. Um, share it with your friends. And yeah, this this was a good one. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to some music and sports. Uh, it's going to be a little quick because this has been long as <laughs> shit. Uh, but I really want to talk about the Eminem album because it dropped. Have a polarizing take, and never would have thought I would say this about an Eminem album. But I was a little underwhelmed, a little disappointed. Um, I have listened probably close to five times, but it, I will say this. It has grown on me a little bit, but I am a little disappointed, and uh, I kind of want to break down the album, not as in detail as we broke down Star Wars, but I know you have some takes too. Um, so I guess initial reactions off of uh, your first listen. So we'll do a deeper dive next podcast. Sure. That. Um, yeah, uh, initial reaction was not kind. Yeah. I felt worse about this than I did Star Wars. And Star Wars, I, I Star Wars didn't sit great the first time. I agree. Again, I, I will echo what you said. It got a lot better mm. the more I listened yeah. to it. Um, yeah, those were my initial thoughts. Yeah. Let me. Okay, so let me ask you two questions here. One, is there even, like, I, I try to think about songs. I don't know why I think about it this way, but... Um, is there a song on this album, first of all, that you would have potentially picked in your draft dog list that we did for Eminem, and or if you're listening to just Eminem on shuffle, that you will sit and listen and be like, I have to listen to the song, I can't skip it. I, I really feel like there are maybe only a couple fucking songs. For me, I would say Walk on Water. I, love, I would put up there. Loved Walk on Water. Well, we can even go track list by track list. I mean, right. it, it could be it could be a quick thing. Uh, untouchable, not untouchable. Excuse me. You didn't like it. You didn't like untouchable. O- offended. Oh yeah, I liked offended a lot. Offended. I would. I would. I'm a big fan of River with Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, whatever. You yeah, want to call Ed Sheeran. Him. And then the last one I would put in the category would be Like Home. Oh, with I, Alicia I, Keys. okay. All right, I'm gonna go a, a quick brief track by track review walk on water loved it thought Same. it was uh deep thought it was very self-aware um self-doubting but it makes him human almost loved it uh, i thought beyonce was great people hated it because it didn't have drums but fuck you the message is good and that's what music is all about in my mind to believe so um it ends with uh walk walk on water ended with kind of a slim shady vibe um I can't say I was gonna wrap it off the top of my head, but it's not coming to me. But basically, it it go, comes off of a bitch. As, I wrote stand. Bitch, I wrote stand. Um, comes off as a slim shady vibe. I think a better song would have been offended right there because yeah. it has the ever ever like it kind of has yeah. in the last thing on that walk on water. Would have liked to see that. Believe uh, this was a trap beat. Very interesting. Um, 
when I first heard it, I'm like, okay, he's going over a trap beat to kind of make fun of these mumble trap rappers that he doesn't like. But um, he kind of goes on this three count beat, three count flow. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he talk, like this, uh, 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 and I did not like it. Yeah, I didn't. I, like I didn't it. care for that. And it sounded very relapsey, kind he, of. To well, me. not even relapsey. It just sounds like, like. I went. I talked back and forth with someone on Twitter not, about this. Not, sorry, not relapsey. Uh, Shady XV. Okay. The few songs that he did there, yeah, it, it had that vibe too. Yeah, me. and I get you want to appeal to kind of this newer generation, but it almost seems like personally, I think the motive was to make fun of trap rappers. And I 100 percent could see that. Yeah, because he talked about how much he doesn't like that. I think it's more apparent on Chloroseptic, the next song. Yes, I agree. But um, it almost seemed like. He was trying to be like them instead of making fun of them. Right. He's going on a trap beat, and it, it sounded as like clear. As, yeah. Yeah. It was kind. Of, Which I don't is know. Hard to do in music. It to is. Have that type of message. It yeah. is. So believe in chloroseptic. Both kind of trap beats. First of all, why the hell do you pick fresher over two chains? Yeah. Two chains is supposed to be on chloroseptic. You can't tell me that he was better than fucking two chains. Yeah, I'm, sorry. two chains. I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry. Untouchable, very polarizing. Uh, you either love it or hate it. It talks about police brutality. I thought white it's perspective, a, black yeah, perspective, very white privilege uh, song. And I thought it was very woke, a very woke song. I personally really enjoyed it. I thought it's an important message that needs to be heard. Message was good. I didn't like the quality, like so the, the production. production behind it. I okay. didn't really care for. Can I can, really, really quickly? Can I rebut with that? Um, I don't know if you probably already know this, but the first half he speaks from a white perspective. You get a rock, rock beat, right? Second half, he speaks from a black perspective. You get more of a rap beat. Yeah. So I kind of like that. I could see yeah, where it's an interesting the idea. sounding of it. Right. I get that. It, like the it, Meshed with the sample. Yeah, it almost sounded like the beat was too loud for yeah. the words. He, like he, like you could sometimes I struggled to understand and hear what he was actually saying. Okay. So that's more what I mean from the production standpoint. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, next is the the actual next single off of this album. Untouchable isn't considered a single, although it was released before the song. River featuring Ed Sheeran. You love you I like really, the song. I really love this song. This is one of uh, my. Favorite I, th songs I thought the hook album. was awesome. The hook is amazing. It, it gets me going. Uh, I just thought it was kind of like "Love the Way You Lie" Part Two. Yeah, like it didn't it, hit. Yeah. It, it didn't hit me though. Okay, like I, I wanted it. to. Well, I really enjoy. I like Love the hook. The you like I like the hook too, actually. Uh, so maybe that's why I like it a little okay. more. Uh, when he talks about not wearing protection or protection and biting yeah. into forbidden fruit, it's a, it's like, about Ooh. abortion. The song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that that song I really enjoyed. Okay, good song. Remind me intro. Not really necessary. Remind me. So I thought with the remind me intro and the remind me real song, I thought it was going to be a deep ass, um, long song. Instead, we get a sample from Joan the Jet with I Love Rock and Roll. Right. Totally caught off guard. It's kind of catchy, kind of weird. I mean, Eminem can do that because he's, you know, kind of has that. Um, white trash, white trash vibe going to him. So, so I this get it. also very reminded me of Shady XV. Yeah, the opening song. Oh yeah, when he does. Uh, I, I forget. Love you. Yeah. Remind me of me. I just thought 
I, I don't know. It was weird. I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it it's good. Just because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a twist. It's something different, which yeah. that's what you're going to get from M. Every album he does, he does something that is completely new, something that's completely different. So it might not sound right the first time. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that might be something that you see going forward. You don't know. It's good, uh, but do you put it in your constant Eminem rotation? No, no but yeah. it's not one. When I listen to a full album, there's certain songs I do listen to and certain songs I don't listen to. So when I'm listening to Revival, it's a song I would listen to. Okay. Okay. Uh, then we got Revival Interlude, which is not even him. It's like a right. sample of I a girl like singing. It. I wish he would have put like a, a verse. verse on it. Yeah, I agree. I thought that it would have been and better I with it. would have been. A revival like intro and then a revival song. But. Yeah, yeah, weird. Uh, like home, one of the standouts in my mind. He comes at Trump's life. Uh, he has an epic line. Which uh, do you have the lines up right now? Yeah, I do. So read them. The one about the canary with a tweet. That one, uh, if you can find yeah. it. While well, he looks like a canary with a beak, why you think he banned mili- banned transgenders from the military with a tweet? Ooh. Goddamn, and he comes to Trump's life in that one, which is interesting because the vibe of the song is definitely not like fierce. It's more like it's more like a, it's it sounds like a radio song, but right. it's not going to be a radio song because it's, it's coming like, at Trump. It's it's kind of like Mosh a little bit, as where White America is more aggressive. Yeah, Mosh. This is one a sounds more, more poppy though. Yeah, but. You got Alicia Keys on this one. I like this one a lot. This is one of my favorites on I, the album. I liked the line, if we start from scratch like a scab, get the scars to heal and bend together for Charlottesville. I thought that was a dope line. Yeah, that, that's good. Uh, so apparent, it's it's very apparent with this song, and I think it's uh, duly noted in this album. Uh, DJ Who Kid, who is a collaborator with Eminem, he, uh, I think he, he hosts Shade 45, Eminem's radio station on Sirius XM. Uh, he was interviewed by the people at um, Everyday Struggle on Complex, and he claimed that this album is a stage-driven album, which I thought was an interesting take. And I think it's a very apparent in this song with the uh, "Stand up, right. hands up" in the in the chorus. Um, so I could definitely see that being a song being played at concerts. Then you have uh, Bad Husband featuring the ex-ambassadors. I actually really like this song. Yeah. Uh, he kind of apologizes to his ex-wife, Kim. Thought that was, you know, yeah. opening. It was interesting. I like the hook as well. Yeah, interesting. He talks about you can be a good father, you can be good everything, but you, you, you can, can still be, be a bad, bad husband. husband. Yep. Yeah, I like that hook a lot. Uh, that's a, This is a song that's grown on me a lot as I listen to it. Definitely. Uh, next you have Tragic Endings with Skylar Gray. I I like the hook. Didn't care for the song a lot. Like it's it was a good it's an okay song, but it's not gonna be one of my top choices on this album. Then you got framed. I actually really liked this song. I thought it was funny as hell. Uh had a lot of relapse vibes. Um he had a Stephen Avery line in there uh from Making a Murderer from Netflix. I I I just thought it was funny. I think this song I can't remember if it was this song or a different one. It reminded me of WTP. Okay. From recovery. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that a little yeah. bit. I could see that. Uh, next, you have Nowhere Fast with Kalani. Honestly, this is kind of a throwaway song in you my think mind. So? Yeah. I, again, I thought her hook, I thought I liked her hook. Yeah. I did. I enjoyed her hook a okay. lot. Okay. Okay. She is good. I like her. I just. I don't know. I think in the grand scheme of things, I'm not. This isn't going to be a song I listen to. I more than likely will skip it. Uh, next, you have Heat. I thought this one of all things probably. Oh, this was the I WTB. think this one might be the yeah, WTB. Yeah, I could see that. that I could see that one. This one. Um, it it uh, sampled Mark Wahlberg and Boogie Nights. I think it is. Yeah. Thought that was kind of interesting. Um, 
I don't know. There were f- some raunchy ass lines in here where I was just like, "This is weird." Uh, so, very WTP yeah. vibe it with this very, one. This was, I think, the, probably one of the more shady or slim shady. Yeah. Songs. Yeah. Okay. I think the next song is definitely by far the most slim shady song, and it's my outright favorite. It's offended. Um, he comes at Trump. He's not afraid to talk about Melania and Ivanka. Um, he's talking about some crazy shit, and he goes fast in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, by this far, my some, favorite. This had some rap god yes. vibes to me. Uh, I, I did enjoy this one as well. This is, but it's also Slim two. Shady, and it kind of reminds you of Relapse. Mm-hmm. Uh, very. This is definitely top two for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, you got Need Me with Pink, which honestly, this sounds. To me, like Pink it was song. meant for Pink, yeah. and they just gave it to Eminem. Uh, Pink is the majority of the song. Right. She sings the hook, and she has her own verse on it. Um, I don't know. It was just okay to me. I, I enjoyed Pink's part, actually. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, in your head, he samples the cranberries, the zombie, zombie. I thought that was interesting. I uh, That song is good from the cranberries themselves, um, but... Interesting sample choice. I thought it was a pretty good song. It's more dark and deep, um, so it was cool. I don't, I don't yeah. really have a big take no. on that one. The last two songs, I do have a big take though. I thought they were the, the biggest standouts. So I believe on Castle, it's basically a song to Haley. Mm-hmm. Um, thought that was really good. See, I would have. It's like December first. Yes, I think. So I said this to you. I think if he would have done that throughout the whole album and made it cohesive, that would have made this album 100%, 100% better. Um, I could see that. You know, even if it has relapse by or Slim Shady vibes, it, you could make it different, but make it cohesive and kind of be more mature. I think people, I don't know what people wanted with Eminem right. from this album. Yeah. Because... Some people, maybe you want like a more mature Eminem like we got parallel to uh, Jay-Z on 444. Some people would have loved that. Some people would have hated that. But some people wanted straight Slim Shady, you know, with and the rape is, lines, with the crazy shit. And this is the predicament with M is he does so many different yeah. things and he does them at such a high level. Yeah. And it seems like everybody loves certain parts of M. Some people hate certain parts uh-huh. of M. Uh, so it's a predicament for him when he's putting together an album of how do I please everybody? And, and, and really, it's not obtainable yeah. uh, except for like me and you who are true stands. Yeah. Uh, so 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 I'm going to keep I, listening. Right, obviously. So, so I, but, th- I think it's a predicament. Yeah. And it's hard. And I think you see that battle throughout this album. Yeah. OK. Um, so we got Castle and then a rose. I thought it was very cool how on a rose he kind of reverses it and goes back to castle after he flushes the pills down the toilet and comes back as if on on castle he dies basically he goes into full uh overdose and then on a rose he flushes the pills down the toilet and he goes back to Haley. thought that was really cool i would have liked that throughout that theme throughout the whole album i thought that would have been awesome but uh we just didn't get that um, and it is what it is. Very long album. Yeah. Um, hundred, uh, not a hundred hour and 18 minutes. Uh, pretty, pretty lengthy. Um, here's a question for you. Is this, I don't want to say, is this Eminem's worst album? No, no, no. What's his worst album? Relapse. Relapse, Relapse to me is his worst album. See, I, Relapse I grow, grew on me. Relapse grew on you. It hasn't on me. Um, 
And this song, this album will grow on me. Right. I've already listened to it multiple times, and it has grown on me a little bit. Right. I still think, I'll be honest with you, my top ten list is coming out probably uh, in the next week or so. It's going to struggle to make it. Right, yeah. No, for me... It, I never would have thought that for, with for an Eminem album. it will probably crack the, the very low end of the top ten. Okay. Uh, it definitely won't be a top five. Yeah. Um, but... You know, it it is what it is. He's 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 a little bit older. He took four years off. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's hard. It's Eminem, so the expectations are going to be oh, through the roof. Stupid. Uh, he's never going to meet those expectations. Uh, to me, I got the vibe though that this wasn't it. Okay. That I think something that was going to be my next question. That something more is coming, okay. and that this was this to me. It. I don't know if this is right. Uh, it sounded like this was supposed to be the gap between relapse and recovery. And it, within that, think about that. He had to learn how to talk again yeah. and all that different stuff. So I think it was that battle of, you know, I'm off the drugs. I'm not quite, I'm not recovered. Yeah. But like I'm getting it. Okay. So to me, this was an album of this isn't my best work, but this is, I'm setting it up because. I'm going to come back with a vengeance. Really? And it's going to be something you're okay. going to want to hear. So do you think something else is coming, I don't want to say soon, but soon. soon? Really? My prediction is something is coming soon. Well, there are theories out there, and I have to say I don't agree with them. And I, I would love that. And maybe I, I would have to say in a year maybe i maybe yeah, that, but that's soon but that's soon for, for okay for dropping an album yeah i mean not many people i've seen people on facebook and twitter though say that eminem purposely put out a bad album to kind of make fun of these trap rappers and then see, he's going to come out with something super fucking epic and blow your mind and see i don't think it's necessarily he's bad. like okay this is a bad album i'm gonna put it out there yeah i think this was literally i'm laying the groundwork i'm showing you uh what it took to come back from something like that. Not many people do. Hmm. Um, but I'm setting you up for something more. Okay. Because I still have the passion to do this. This was me falling back in love with rap, and it didn't come back naturally. Okay. Uh, it took a lot to get through. That's a good take. Uh, but but there's more. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I don't think we've heard the last from the bearded Slim. Okay. And I hope you're right. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. I want to talk briefly and this will be the last point unless you have something else. Um, thought it was an interesting album cover yeah. with obviously the cover is an American flag and kind of underneath the American flag. It's him with, uh, his, uh, face in his palm, right. kind of as if he's ashamed of America in the current state. And we get that with Untouchable. We get that with uh, Like Home with Alicia right. Keys. But that's really the only well, two and, songs. No, and uh, the one that he dropped before, the Please oh, Tally one. Well, yeah, Untouchable. But are you saying also with the BET cipher? No, uh, well, that and uh, what was – there was three – uh, Offended see, had some. See, he, in a few songs, he had lines that right. came at Trump. But with the album cover being American Flag, I would have thought it would have been a politically driven album. I wouldn't say it really no, was. No, yeah, I agree. It so wasn't. I was kind of confused with that. Would yeah. you agree? Yeah. Yeah, That that's a fair I assessment. Don't know. I just thought, why would you make the whole album cover the American Flag right. and it's not politically driven? I don't know. Um, but I like your take with uh, that more is to come. I hope you're right. Um, who knows? 
All right. Uh, we could skip sports. S- skip sports today. Let's. I, I'll just say it briefly. Diddy wants to buy the Carolina Panthers. Very interesting. He would be the first black football yeah. owner. I would put money. It's not going to happen. Okay. He puts money. It's not going to happen. Um, yeah. I really do want to talk about Luke uh, Joyner Lucas's song, I'm Not Racist. We can do it yes. in the near future. Uh, we don't have to talk about it now because it's been a long podcast. But yes, uh, thank you for sticking through. Thank for you for everybody. sticking with us. Um, Hope you enjoyed our, our nerd out about Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, we, we went in on Star Wars and I love that shit. Yeah. I loved it. Um, let's say this. So, do we want to do the next podcast, the best of 2017? Yeah, I think that's our next one. Okay. Um, so this will be our what second annual yeah. best of podcast. So what we're gonna do is we're going to do top tens of albums, movies songs uh the mvp of 2017 we're just gonna give you everything top sports teams um tv shows everything we're gonna give you our top tens um it's gonna be really fun we don't really necessarily break down the albums and artists and shit but we give you little tidbits and we uh kind of just shoot the shit and it's really it's it was one of my favorite podcasts i think think we're doing these podcasts together that's the one that sticks out the most it's it's a lot of fun it's It's all kind of leading up to this it's a recap yeah uh you know we we talk about a lot of things we've talked about throughout the year Mm -hmm. uh so you're gonna get to see that also you get to see different perspectives uh a lot of people, if you listen to us, I mean, me and Trey are best friends. Uh, we agree on a lot yeah. of stuff. So these top tens is a way for us uh, where where we will have some agreement. You'll see some differences between us yeah. too, some different perspectives. Um, you know, as far as like music, you look at things a lot differently than I. Some of it's because you listen to a lot more music mm-hmm. than me. Uh, but I take some different uh, perspective yeah. uh, on my top ten for sure. Yours. So, so and we don't show each other our right, top ten, right. so it's, it's kind of a surprise to us, us. when so, we come together. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you're a fan of Are You Entertained, uh, it, you'll enjoy the podcast a lot. Um, and then you know you can tweet us where you th- thought we hit, where you thought we missed. Uh, you know what we missed out yeah, on. Yeah, so definitely interact with us. Right. Tell us your top tens for certain things. Um, it'll be fun. Uh, uh, please, please feel free to holler back and tell Trey how horrible his <laughs> draft dogs team is. Yes, do not be afraid to vote for Team Ogden. If I lose <laughs> this week, we'll it know is it's name bias. Fucking shame. <laughs> no, uh, but for real, please vote in our draft dogs poll. Uh, listen to the podcast. Share it with your friends. Tell them to vote. We want to get more votes every time. Uh, we'd like to break the 30 vote barrier uh, let's do that we have yeah. 200 followers so we'd like to get more votes um but yeah this one was fun i hope it wasn't too nerdy for you yeah. if you're a star wars fan you'll really enjoy it um but yeah i like i like doing these real big breakdowns right. we don't get to talk about as much but we get to break down more things we depth, like yeah. yeah so uh we'll continue to kind of tread that threshold in the future and we'll kind of do some stuff like that uh it was fun thus this one will this will be the last like real podcast right. of the year. Um, yeah, it's coming to a close. Next week is Christmas, so have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Uh, it's been it's been fun. Thank you for riding with us this year. And the next one will be the best of 2017. And after that, 2018. Get it going again. Get it going. All right, I'm Trey Leslie of the Dawn of Entertainment. This is Are You Entertained? I'm alongside Brandon Ogden, the Consigliere. We are in our new Are You Entertained studios. And... Uh, I like it here. You like the vibe. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. That is the podcast. Thank you for sticking with us, and we will be back. Stay safe.